Greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of the Gamecocks, Sinorama.com. They are, of course, located in West Columbia, Gamecock owned and operated. Built by the Barndo Co., the Barndominiumco.com. You can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot. Tax season is not far away. That might be something that you want to reinvest yourself into. The Barndominiumco.com, our friend Alicia Fields, and the entire team, they're Gamecock fans as well. Gamecock owned and operated at the Barndominium Co. And then, of course, we are served by Chicken Cock Whiskey. It's that time of the year. It's the holiday season. We hope that you all have Chicken Cock on your shelf or in your cabinet. And I know that I do, and we'll be serving some of that tomorrow at the second annual Bradford Christmas party, which Generally doesn't end until the next day for whatever reason that may be. But we're here today until 2 o'clock. JC, JB, and Phil will be joined by three guests. One of them we have lured into double duty this week. He would be none other, none other than the fantastic Owen Hale McGranahan because Carolina's got an enormous weekend of official visitors, all of them transfers, at least as far as I'm aware. We'll let JC and Hale fuss and discuss on all of that and some late breaking news here over the last hour, adding more to that list probably won't even be finalized until later on this afternoon, but both Schubert and Owen, they will give you the latest and greatest on who will be walking through the doors of the Steve and Jerry Spurrier indoor facility this weekend in williams Bryce stadium and pretty much everywhere else in between. So he'll join us at the top of the 12 o'clock hour right behind him is Mark Sturgis. Many of you probably remember Mark. For, he's an award-winning broadcaster from the upstate of South Carolina. He will be joining us at 1235. More on that in just a moment. And then uh, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, how's Phil Kornblut sound, boys and girls? Phil's been doing this for a long time. He'll be on the call of tomorrow's Touchstone Energy North-South game. And that game will be available right here on the Chief Sports app. If you pull up the app, you'll see the logo. You click it, and you can listen to the game. It's a noon kick. The best of the best in South Carolina will be playing 
and really looking forward to it. So if you're out Christmas shopping tomorrow or riding around doing something, wherever it is, no YouTube or anything like that. You, you just click that button in the app and you can listen to the football game right through us on the Chief Sports app. That's what's great about being partners uh, with Chief Sports and vice versa with uh, Sports Talk and all those fine guys. Uh, so we're really looking forward and really happy that we get to broadcast that thing on the Chief Sports app again tomorrow at noon. Just click the button on the home screen. Why did I say that Mark Sturgis will be here today? Because you don't just walk into balmy and snowy Missoula, Montana on a Friday night and take down one of the best FCS programs in college football. The Grizz will host the Paladins on ESPN2 this evening, 9 o'clock our time, 6 o'clock their time. They are, are a combined 19-3. and three. It's going to be 35 degrees at kickoff with snow flurries that will begin in the afternoon. So Sturgis has taken his warm South Carolina roots and gone there in December for an FCS playoff game. He's nuts, but we're going to be really glad to have him coming up here in just a little while, guys. I'm excited to see this game. The Gamecocks took down the Paladins in week two this season. They've been excellent, but it is hard to walk into Missoula and beat Montana. So we'll see what happens tonight uh, in that ballgame. I know it was a long entry. But glad to see both of you here on what's uh, a beautiful Friday in our great state. Yeah, yeah, good to catch up with yeah, Sturge. Man, I saw Sturge had to buy him a big old winter coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Cough just thinking about being in that weather. Um, I know, right? It's not warm here, but uh, it's a little cooler in Illinois. But uh, I've known Sturge for years. I've known Corn Blue longer than that, so kind of a reunion day. Right for everybody. I think I've actually known those two longer than Hale, uh, even though I work with Hale every day. But uh, yeah, I mean, we like to diversify here um, on Inside the Game. Obviously, part of the Chief Sports Network, and you get to hear the North South game right here, and that's always uh, a fun game. So is the Shrine Bowl. I think the Shrine Bowl, because of a number of reasons, has lost its luster a bit through the years. Um, <clears throat> namely, that you know about. 16 years ago, they quit letting college coaches go. And I mean, that thing used to be a daggum event. I mean, you'd walk into the practice sessions and, and see Bobby Bowden standing on the sidelines or Charlie Weiss or, you know, name your coach. And <clears throat> Tommy Bowden would be there uh, when he was at Clemson. Uh, and then everybody go eat at the Beacon and come back for the afternoon session. Uh, and there, there was just so much scoop to be ooh. had there. There were guys getting offered on site. Um, I just think when they when they ban and the rule ended up being because of AAU basketball shocker shocker, uh, and it just enveloped the football all star games and I think took a lot of opportunity away from players from our state. Um, never been a big fan of how they pick the teams at least from some years. Some years there's not a lot to disagree with. Some years there is, um, and then they canceled it for what two two seasons or so so and that's the shrine bowl not the north south game yeah. so we're talking north south in myrtle beach it's been in myrtle beach for years and uh certainly um <clears throat> gosh did i go down there one time and, and broadcast live from the beach with phil i think i did uh <laughs> early in my career in columbia when i first started the big spur so it'll be good to get him um get him doug, uh taking doug care of. shaw memorial stadium 
as a yeah. matter of fact, uh, this weekend where it's been forever. So home of the Seahawks, home That's of the nice, Seahawks. Yeah, home it's a nice stadium. I, I'll give I'll give a credit to Myrtle Beach's Booster Club. They, um, gosh, when was it? Probably about ten years. You know, it, over the years, uh, it started when, um, gosh, I forgot his last name. His first name was Scott. Uh, Scott uh, something was <laughs> the coach there. Uh, he used to be at Westside too. A really good guy. Um, and he really started raising money. They put an artificial turf and, and their fortunes sort of, uh, cycled back up for the first time. So Scott early Jan, I knew, I knew Jan would know it. Uh, and, and since, uh, it's just Doug Shaw was there. I mean, Myrtle beach won a state championship when my mother was a student there. Uh, Burns beat them in 82 in the state title game. And I think it was a while before they got back. I think it's when they lost to South point. When they had Everett Golson and South Point had Clowney, Gilmore, and Holloman and, and those cats. Um, that game was at, at the Memorial Stadium in Clemson. I remember watching this. First time I ever saw Devion Clowney play live. I was like, who in the heck is this? Bean, string bean, 196 pound uh, dude that just came off the edge and obliterated Everett Golson. There you go. That was Devion as a sophomore. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of memories there and certainly. Uh, Certainly would be glad to catch up with Phil. And uh, as for Sturge, we worked together uh, when I was in Greenville about seven years ago. He had an afternoon show, and I was the show before his. Uh, always have been a guest on his shows. Um, another victim of what I consider to be one of the worst uh, industries going now, local radio. <laughs> so he's no longer on there anymore. Uh, and it was a shame because it wasn't his fault. He had a hell of a show. He and Price Atkinson. Uh, and he's, he's a fun guy because he, he talks fun. He, he, and I can do it. I can do a Sturge impersonation as hi, welcome. My name is Mark Sturgis. I'm here to smoke on the water with price. Phil knows what I'm talking about. Price. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this right now. Now will Alabama win today? I don't know. I don't know. I want to thank smoke on the water once again. I mean, dude, it's just, it's one of those unique radio voices you don't get out of your head. So uh, it'll be great to catch up with him as well. I'm getting a ton of recruiting questions I'm trying to avoid right now. But uh, anyway. Yeah, guys, we, we I know, have, I know what we, we're going to do so much recruiting today, I, I assure you. But give us give us a second uh, to breathe. And uh, I promise you the recruiting is coming. I, I do want to give some shout outs here. Uh, Craig is with us from St. Augustine, uh, Florida. Uh, Craig, generally from North Augusta, but down there following along uh, from St. Augustine. Um, also want to say hey to Mark out there in Vegas. Uh, appreciate you wherever all you guys are. We always really appreciate you, uh, you know, chiming in. And then this, we, we love seeing this. Uh, and, and Coach P, I hope you understand we mean this. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, he says in the Nanosports chat box, I am at the Coast Guard Chief Petty Officer Academy watching with my roommates on our one-hour break in uh, Petaluma, California. That is awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. Tip Thank of the cap the to you and all of your roommates. Thank you uh, from from us here at Inside the Gamecocks and the Chief Sports Network for what you do. And um, really appreciate you, you know. Be, well, now, wait a second here. Pimple and you on the north-south game. Well, but in no, California, sorry. how would that be? Oh, I said lunch break, just one hour break. Okay, I was about to say, are you eating lunch at 8.15 in the morning out there? Okay, I got it. Like, I probably put that – I added that word in on accident. So just on a one-hour break out there at 8.15 in California, we really appreciate it. Thanks for spending your time with us, and uh, we will get you uh, – if you've only got a one-hour break, 
we'll get you as much uh, recruiting stuff as we can here. And then, of course, Hale will join us at the at the noon in the noon hour to uh, to fuss and discuss all of that type of stuff as well. But I I love seeing all that. Um, I know y'all are Coast Guard folks, uh, so forgive me. Maybe maybe you'll pull for one side or another. But the greatest game in college football is going to be played tomorrow. Army and Navy. This one this year is from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, where the Army Black Knights are three point favorites over the Midshipmen. The uniforms are once again awesome, and the over under is once again. Very low, 27 and a half going into the game. Although it won't be snowing in Foxborough just yet, it'll still be chilly. Uh, I personally just, this is going to sound pathetic because if you're an Army fan or you're a Navy fan, you want to punch me in the face when I say things like this. When I used to have the show on ESPN, I literally opened up the phone lines and we would take 100 calls in three hours of people going, go Army, go Navy. I, I, I have no dog in the fight. Now, my father was in the Army. My uncle was in the Army. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got military scattered through all my, uh, throughout my family in multiple branches. So if I had to pull for any, I'm going to pull for the Army uh, because of my dad. Um, but, um, you know, my granddad, those type things. So if I've got to go one way or another, I'm saying go Army, beat Navy. But at the end of the day, there's not – there's not a place on earth that I'll respect more than the dudes that are out there playing in this game this weekend. So throughout the day, give us your go armies, give us your go navies, and don't be mad if we don't have a, a dog in the fight necessarily. But it is the best game in college football. It means so much. Transfer portal, NIL, all that crap, that is junk to these dudes. These dudes know what real life looks like once they get to put the cleats up and the helmets back in the lockers and that type of stuff. And uh, and I just love watching this game. So it, it is at the I don't know I don't know where y'all have this on your sports bucket list. It is at the tip top for me over everything, very at the top. Oh yeah, I'd like to go yeah, there. My I'd daddy like served in the army until he lost his right eye and hung a flag on his yard until the day that he died. No, I'm sorry, he actually did serve in the army. I just wanted to quote that Toby Keith song. You got it in my head, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> My daddy served in the, you remember that one, the red, white, and anyway, oh, yeah. it was one of those post nine eleven songs when everybody loved America. Uh, and I still do. Uh, it, this is a game that like, since Nat and I've been in, in, uh, Chicago, I've been in Chicago with Nat, it's taken on a whole new meaning. And, and there's a number of reasons, reasons for that. Um, first of all, I've always been very patriotic. My dad and brother both served in the United States army. My dad almost went to Vietnam. Uh, he kind of was uh, part of the Green Berets when it was kind of winding down, and it was one of those things where at that point it was you go, you stay, and he was lucky enough not to go. Uh, my brother served, uh, he and his wife, in Iraq, uh, and, and you know, and he's a pilot now. Um, so I have some connections there. So, so it would seem like I would be an Army guy, uh, and, and I am to a certain extent because I'm kind of like you guys. I'm sort of agnostic as to who wins. Uh However, <laughs> the guy that owns the bar that we go to, uh, the tavern here in Homer Glen, Illinois, is a Navy guy. And he actually played on the 84 Navy midshipman team to oh, beat no. South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I catch a special type of hell from him that oh, perhaps no other Gamecock fan would. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's he, he was a defensive back on that team that beat it. He talks about it all the time. Hey, how's South Carolina doing? You know, uh, old hard-nosed guy from Pittsburgh. I think he's CIA now and owns a bar. He's 
name's Greg, but he's really cool because uh, he, he's a, he's a big Navy guy, obviously, uh, and he brings like free Navy swag to the watch party. Uh, mm. Like he'll get our sizes and get us sweatshirts and hats and stuff. And I always thought that's pretty cool. You get a little free swag, discount on food, get to hang with some friends there. Um, so we've kind of become Navy fans for that reason. But um, you certainly can't go wrong uh, with, with either one. And we're looking forward to that. It's become a tradition. I think that's the one thing we've done in here in Homer Glen. Like, like we, we've never missed it. We've always gone to Army-Navy up at Tavern. And it's always packed with a lot of people that, you know, served our country and things like that. And it's a good time to get to appreciate those guys and gals. Um, you know, in person as well. So that's what we're doing this weekend. So it is a, a big deal for me. It it's, is, a big, it has been. it's a big deal for the country. Uh, you know, this game is is as good as it gets. Uh, here we go, uh, Phil. We'll, we'll we'll quickly get through a couple of these, and then we'll hit a timeout and shift gears into some recruiting when we get back. Uh, for our guys out in California, they've only got an hour at the Coast Guard uh, Academy out there, and we want to make sure that they get that recruiting fix in um, before they've got to get back to to doing what they're doing. Uh, so let's see. Ed says, go Army, beat Navy. Again, you can chime in in the Nanosports chat box. And uh, we, and then Ed, of course, pulling for Furman tonight out there in Missoula, Montana. F you all day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I love how they do that up there. Uh, let's see here. Um, kind of you know, trying to get down and get them all in as quickly as I can here. Uh, Coach P out there, they said we're going for the Navy, uh, the Naval Services rule. <laughs> so they're saying, uh, go Navy. Daniel, hua or hua, I can't say it right here with this microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, but you get the picture, right? JB, uh, Jared said his brother in law graduated from uh, West Point. So they pull for Army. Uh, Jeff Harris says, go Army, beat Navy. Six-year veteran, and thank you so much for your service. J-Rock said he was Army. His father was Army. Uh, his father-in-law was Army. One of his uncles was Army. Uh, he says, go Army. Aaron Riddle says, go Army. His papa was a PFC engineer in the Army during World War II. Wow. Fought in Normandy on D-Day, clearing the way for the first wave of troops coming ashore that just gives me chills like i got hadn't had in a while aaron that's an incredible story i bet your family has uh pride that we probably couldn't even imagine from hearing something like that um hats off to your grandfather uh j rock uh, i mentioned he was in the army so he's saying go army uh jan's dad was in the navy in the korean war go navy beat army uh let's see here nick is in from san diego nick delgado hey nick glad to see you out there on the left coast as well glad to have you here on inside the gamecocks the show there he is lance player go army beat navy i'm <laughs> sure tomorrow's gonna be a fun day for old latte lance uh let's see um willie's in go navy beat army ed is 28 years and i think i remember you tell me this before 28 years Army retired. His dad uh, was in the Navy. Javaller is a, a Marine. United States Marine Corps. Yes. Yeah, United States. For, uh, he's been here since before you, you were on the show. Oh, we yeah. always yeah. love hearing from him. 
That's uh, fan, fantastic, fantastic. Lance, 17 years. Uh, Mark is an Air Force vet. Flip a coin for me. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. Justin said his dad served in the Navy. And, <laughs> and screw the former president of USC. <laughs> Go <God>. Navy. Caslin. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. York says go Air Force. Beat both of them. Uh, 76 is in. Uh, he just says America. John, go Army. Grandfather Major Charlie Allen Puckett and Green Beret. God rest his soul. Absolutely. No doubt about that. I could read these all day long. I hope you'll keep filling them in and we'll read every damn one of them uh we just absolutely love it so thank you for shouting out who you are somebody in your family neighbor uh whatever it is we we love that love it all three of us you will never we will interrupt what we're doing to give you a shout out uh for army navy uh and if you at any point in time the 365 days a year that we have this show well not all of them but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh if you happen to have served if, if you're new to our program um just want to make sure that you understand that you can always chime in in the Nana Sports chat box, and uh, we will do our as soon as we see it, we'll recognize you because it matters on, I mean, on this show. By the way, I want to say this too: I have not gotten all the numbers yet, but um, nobody in the state of South Carolina can say this. Nobody. Period. I don't care what station is out there. I don't care who you listen to, who you think you watch, how great you think they are. They can't say it. We're the only ones that can say it. This week. Almost 175,000 of you have tuned in or listened to our programs. I didn't even know there was 175,000. <laughs> the numbers 175,000. Thank you. So, so yeah, like, you. I don't. Thank you. So, hey, yeah, if you own McDonald's or Hardee's out there, a big chain of them, and want to advertise, you may want to give us a call. We're running out of space. Well, no. I was I was saying that, not, you know, really more for these people who have served our country. Uh, yeah. We can tell a lot of people who you were, and we want to do it. So uh, Yes, uh, exactly, which is the most yeah. important thing. Yeah, uh, we, we really, uh, really appreciate it. What, um, a what a blessing our audience is, though, in my man, opinion. We might fight sometimes, but that doesn't mean we don't love you. It's like family. We can fight with you. Ooh, they can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's and if I'm you like ever that. notice, I, I never call. I never say you're an idiot. I'll just say you're. That's an idiotic statement. <laughs> I make I plenty of. There's them. a big difference between that. Now, if it's a fan of another school or something, I, I'll throw an idiot at them. But uh, now we really appreciate all of our um, all of our listeners, and that's a podcast format live. App rewatch on the app. Unbelievable. Social audience is enormous. We just uh, we just appreciate you guys um, totally. Uh, maybe I was just thinking about we have a lot of vets that do listen, vets and and people that drive trucks and serve our country and other ways. Put United States postal workers, uh, people that work on the roads. I come up with some kind of like inside the Gamecocks patriotic decal sticker something like that keychain to give away to our folks out there mm -hmm. yeah, come up with something like that and i know the hardies are closing don't remind me <laughs> they should have just gone all in on breakfast open it five, bingo four. thank you now open it for close it too because you've been hey, burgers then you've been strictly bacon egg and cheese biscuits they'd stay open forever and that's you right. had a roast beef sandwich for a while. Hardy's used to have a hell of a hot dog. I don't know. Hot dog, do. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yes. know, I mean, it's just been too eclectic with the lunch and dinner. Yeah. But because uh, for a it good long time, they were a competitive fried chicken restaurant. 
Hey, you just, uh, it's very simple. I agree. I agree. I agree with all that. They sh- here's what they should have done. What can we help you with today, sir? Uh, I'd like a, uh, well, sir, before you say anything, we only have bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits and cheeseburgers and french fries. That's it. That's all you get. You I mean, you can have, you can, you can have some mashed browns, but outside of that, there's, we literally have nothing away. else here. Don't take away my potato rounds, man. I'm, I, mean, Quan- I, mean, I, think, I feel like Quan- Quantrell is my – I feel like we should have been brothers. Yeah. Dude, Every time seriously. I say something, he agrees with me. He's got a lot of like-mindedness with you. Yeah, I've noticed that. I love this guy. We're going to invite him on one day. All right, we got to step aside for a quick timeout. Army-Navy, we got more to read. Uh, continue to fill in your Army-Navy uh, comments in the Nano Sports chat box. We certainly really do appreciate that. Uh, if you've got a story to tell on it and you don't want to put it in the chat box, you can text it to 803-766-6320. We'd be glad to read that today. 803-766-6320. That is our text line. We'll open that up as well. And uh, we got plenty of recruiting to get to when we get back. Plus, Hale McGranahan, Mark Sturgis from Missoula, Montana, and Phil Cornblute all going to join us today on our program download the app it's free that's where you can find us every day chief sports that's where you can listen live tomorrow to the touchstone energy bowl the north south game up there in myrtle beach and we'll be right back hey folks it's jb and as we all know it's football season my favorite place to shop for myself and the family is gamecock traditions in lexington they have the widest selection of gamecocks attire plus all the cool accessories for tailgating cooking kids shoes hats and so much more most importantly for me you can order online at gamecocktraditions.com and it's shipped timely to your door i've been shopping here for years and i hope you will too order online right now on the chief sports app go gamecocks Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style in seconds. They're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nanasporch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. 
South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured, they provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998. Or you can go to Elite Roofing. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. It's 11.30 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome back. Army-Navy weekend. Who are you pulling for? Let us know. We are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. Electricbikescharleston.com for one of the neatest Christmas gifts ever. Adults, kids, whatever. You can get them there. Electric Bikes Charleston. Their sister store is Charleston Fitness Equipment. Somebody on this show has a hydro rower. He's the handsome one. There's somebody else on this show, though, who's in the market for one. He doesn't have any hair, and he's actually – he was ranked re- most recently. I, I kind of lied about that. I, I was not at the top of this poll. Phil was actually ranked as the sexiest man on ITG by uh, by men's, men's – uh, Men's, say, broad- only- men's broadcast <laughs> magazine. Men's broadcast magazine. <laughs> men's broadcast magazine. <laughs> so, uh, men's soon broadcast he's going to have monthly. the abs and the pecs to go with it. The, talk the, about the, message know, board fodder. I mean, this guy here, you <laughs> talk about a real lollipop. Uh, so, um, Charleston Fitness Equipment can help you get in shape. This holiday season, they got great deals on them. I mean, killer man, like four hundred to six hundred dollars off anything and everything in there. CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com, ElectricBiteCharleston.com. JC, let me squeeze these in real quick, and then I want to get you into recruiting. We got to do it because we got our guys out on the West Coast, and they've only got an hour break, so they got twenty nine minutes to go uh, before they got to get back to training there at the Coast Guard Academy. We want to take care of them here. Ross says, "Go Navy." Beat Army. Kevin, go Army. My grandfather served in the Pacific in World War II. Go Paladins, FU alum, 1989. Kevin, thank you. Good to see you in here today, my man. Uh, Let's see here. Let me scroll down just a little bit more. Cody said, I get out of the Navy a week from today. All right. right. Congratulations, man. Thank you for your service. And I'm assuming you're pulling for Navy. So that's, uh, but that is wonderful. Wonderful. And Good, best of luck to you post uh post navy and i hope your family is happy to to have you around a little bit more often um stacy five years in the army god bless america absolutely man thank you so much i uh, really do appreciate it this uh I, i'm not sure art I, I guess don't know your name but postal worker here we got another one that's a lot of them. 
listen to we are favorite show of your your oh, postal worker as well as your pastor we, uh, yeah pastors and postal so we, we've got them here we're gonna have to have a basketball tournament he said he listens to us every day delivering mail thank you so much really do appreciate that really do uh really do appreciate it um we got a bunch of hardy stuff we'll try to come back to that here in just a little while uh, because it's it's just not uh, it's fascinating they went through that mondo uh, phase that's what they're debating there our portly insider really appreciate you says great great tribute to the academies of course absolutely we couldn't be here without them and appreciate you being in action jackson my grandpa world war ii vet who went into germany germany and saved a u.s pilot in a nazi camp oh my god wow that is a story holy smokes these are the people why do people watch us like these are the people that need to be you know tv and things like that man um well that that's goosebump type stuff there couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't even imagine it's hard to believe there's idiots today that don't realize that stuff actually happened right um or that it did that's so stupid don't get me started <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> don't get me started on that there's enough to be pissed <laughs> off about about sports today yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy stuff all right uh that's uh that i think we've caught ourselves up here uh, on the Army Navy stuff, and uh, really appreciate all of you Army Navy folks who are in the Nana Sports chat box today. Again, download the Chief Sports app, and uh, we we appreciate that. All right, JC, it's a big weekend as of this morning. I had eleven official visitors in here. Do you have an official number? I know it probably won't be firmed up until later today, uh, and we do have Hale coming up in twenty thirty minutes uh, to join us as well, where you two can really take this thing to the next level. But at least what's the latest? We'll start with Rocket Sanders. He is making his way to campus if he's not already on it. That's the big name because obviously you uh, you have a guy that, um, so number one, South Carolina was second for him in recruiting out of Florida. I don't think anybody went ballistic when they didn't get him. He was a receiver. Bobby Bentley actually recruited him and lost him to Justin Stepp. Irony there. Uh, <laughs> But he went out there as a receiver and just sort of grew. I mean, he's kind of like, if you want to kind of go get into, like, some of this deep dive AI stuff, if you ask your AI generator, what if Devo Samuel had played running back in college? That's probably Rocket Sanders. Um, Same kind of athlete, athlete, built low in the legs, or built thick in the legs and trunk, fast, acceleration, uh what you want. I mean, legit SEC back. Um, checking around about him, you know, and that's the big name. I, I told everybody not to get a, a, their hopes up just because I've been hearing this for two years from lots of different people. <laughs> and uh, it was always uh, – it was always, um, you know, it, it was always just kind of rumor, right? And, and it's still, if you kind of think to the original rumor, it still is to a certain extent. However, uh, I also thought, you know, here's a guy that's probably going to get in the portal and want a lot of money. Maybe he goes close to home. He's from Rockledge, Florida, all that. Uh, and all that's true. Uh, you know, so the money-wise, it's probably not as – you're probably not paying out as much as you think with him. Um, but uh, talking to contacts, they feel confident. So, therefore, I have to feel confident about it uh i just i know with these situations after what we went through with uh on the show and on the site and everything with logan diggs last year it it is a tough 
tough competitive situation in the transfer portal with players like this. Uh, it could go a certain number of ways. There was a long time last year they thought they were getting digs and did not. Uh, unlike last year, though, it appears there are a lot of other good running backs. I mean, there's um, there's a crystal ball in from Steve Wiltfong for this kid from North Texas that's visiting. His name is, I will let you know, because it's a, it's a tricky one to pronounce, and I'll probably still uh, mispronounce it. It's uh, Oscar Attaway. Oscar Attaway. Yeah, he's got about 2,000 yards in his career on the ground, 14 touchdowns. Uh, He's also uh, caught the football 21 times for 126 yards and a touchdown uh, as well. Um, This name – and this is what you talk about often, JC. It's that time of year. It comes out of the blue. You know, all of a sudden, this guy is coming to South Carolina. He's – nobody has spoken to this dude in four days. All of a sudden, he's making a road trip to Columbia – and uh, and as you pointed out, Steve Wiltfong expects him to commit this weekend to South Carolina. My question would be this, though: uh, if he does, um, I and again we'll talk to Hale about this coming up here in just a little bit. South Carolina State they've got a running back transfer who is uh, very interested in this program. In addition to Rocket Sanders, would this would this affect either one of them? Are the Gamecocks planning to take not only two, but would they be willing to take three running backs just to make sure they don't have the problem last year? that they have again what are your thoughts there yeah it depends you know if you if you get daniel hill i mean do you need him i mean you know there, there's talk that uh, and i think it's just speculation that the fuller matthew fuller may georgia may be looking at him or something I'm, I'm not sure that i'm until he sets up a visit or something that i'm buying that but uh i i don't think you can ever have too much depth at the spot these days because uh, I can't think of a season, including this past season, where the Gamecocks have made it through the year without at least one or two of them getting hurt. This year, of course, Joyner got hurt. Juju McDowell got hurt and was out for the year. Uh, you know, they didn't have uh, anybody beyond that. So, yeah, I think that um, – I think – you know, do I see them carrying eight scholarship running backs on the roster next year? Probably not. Uh, could they get as many as six? Probably. Uh, and this Attaway kid's good. He's an old, older guy. You know, he's like 20. I think he's originally class of 2019. So he's like a, one of those six, seven-year guys um, <clears throat> from uh, North Little Rock, Arkansas, which I think is interesting because that would have meant Taylor Edwards and uh, Justin Stepp and maybe Dowell Loggins would have all uh, scouted him and been familiar with what he could do, uh, you know, from the state of Arkansas and spent, spent all that time at North Texas. Um, so, you know, his name isn't Rocket. So, uh, you know, he didn't rush for what, 200, a record against South Carolina. You know, uh, I do think a lot of the fans probably are like, uh, you probably think you're getting Darren McFadden if you get Rocket Sanders, but. I'll remind everybody there's a long list of Arkansas running backs that have run for a lot of yards against the Gamecocks, starting with Madre Hill, who was briefly the Gamecocks running backs coach. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I like this guy, Elijah green from North Carolina, uh, is reported to be coming in for a visit. He was the starter before he got hurt and Amari and Hampton, uh, took over for him, uh, a solid back. I really like the kid from SC state. Now, now, JB, you mentioned this about would they take three portal running backs? Well, the kid from SC State, now that Mario Anderson's gone officially in the portal today, um, 
the kid from SC State that was a freshman this past year. So he's almost like you take him, he's almost like replacing Lavoisier Carroll. You know, whereas Rocket and this Arwadi guy or an Elijah Green, that's like replacing Mario Anderson who left or uh, Marshawn Lloyd who left last year or whatever. When you look at those slots. So I could really justify that if it, since that kid from SC State's a, a rising sophomore because you got him theoretically for three more years. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting a guy that redshirted last year or whatever on your roster, or that just play. Or it's just like having DJ Braswell. Uh, you put him in that class. Um, so uh, you know that's just the deal there. Uh, I think so. That's um, that's for the running back situation. And obviously, there's some more uh, players coming in. Crager, uh, that that's not true on the 2024 offensive line. I don't know where you got that from, brother. <laughs> so, well, he's down uh, there having cocktails in St. Augustine. So, yeah, you know, give him a give him a, like they're ready to play. I get, don't know. Craig, Craig's on Latte Lance level at 11:42 a.m. here on the East Coast. Can't uh, believe what those Gator fans are telling you down there, Crager. <laughs> yeah, don't. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> well, Craig, also, dude, you got to understand. I mean, if you saw his picture with the staff last night in jeans and a shirt, there's all kinds of different angles and stuff. You got to look at him. In pads, that like they they think Thompson and Pringle both look like they could come in. They're big enough, strong enough. I mean, you got to be strong enough and all that. I, I don't uh, just be just be careful with stuff like that, man. Because it's like you, you know there was a there's all kinds of things that get started. This guy's got narrow, whatever, and and it's just a weird picture angle and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I I I'm not predicting either one will start. In fact, it's ideal if they don't, but it's not going to shock me if one. Or, both do to be honest um on the uh on the let, let's let's slide up the road a little bit because again we want to balance this out as much as i'm drinking prosecco <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh craig are you are you who are you pulling for army or navy because whoever you say you're pulling for after that comment of drinking prosecco they're uh they will they're going to kick you out of the fan base uh, this weekend. <laughs> I, <laughs> you better if he's be mixing it with OJ, it's all right, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's a let, beverage. Let's let's shift up the road a little bit, JC, and go to the Ivy League. Um, I know that uh, Tyler Neville, the tight end from Harvard, will be in this weekend. Uh, in addition, though, the, the Gamecocks are – or at least have potentially been pursuing Joey Slackman, a defensive lineman out of Penn. Boy, he's a nice-looking kid. Uh, 6'4", a little over 300 pounds, built like a brick house, but I understand he's actually going to visit Florida this weekend. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on both of them. I, I, I know that from time to time, you know, regardless of the results, uh, when when fans of any school uh, see look out and, and see players being recruited through the portal from a – you know, FCS level or something like that, it, it makes them a little little fearful. It shouldn't. I'm just saying that it does. So I want to get your thoughts and comments on them. That's number one, if you can remember that. Thoughts and comments, Neville Slackman. Okay. Number two, uh, first visits have, the last couple of years have seemed to matter in the portal. When you make a first uh, – you, you, these initial visits, there's been a lot of prospects who've gone into the portal, gone on that first visit, and committed to that program – and I haven't taken two, three, four of these things. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. 
Neville's the type of tight end I think they need to sign. I think you need a guy that can block, a little older guy, you know, that uh, can complement Josh Simon, you know, with Elksness. And, you know, Elksness, people may think he was an older guy because he's coming from Florida, but he's a sophomore, so he's still got some development to do. And then McKeska and Cox, they have upside, but for various reasons, they weren't quite ready to go play and, and block and things like that. But all, all of those guys need to get stronger, all three of them. Uh, and this is a guy that's kind of been there, lifted weights, a lot like Nick Gargiulo has been in a college program, smart guy, uh, has a lot of different offers, um, you know, and a player that, that, that I think they need as far as one of the pieces to their offense. Slackman, you know, Carolina offered eventually, but hasn't, you know, they, they didn't really, I guess, go all in so to speak to secure that visit um they've got some other visitors coming in i think there's one d tackle coming in like middle of next week um and then obviously the kids from a&m that are coming in so i, I don't know if things will emerge with slapman or not i will say that if uh if they do decide to go that route i think that there's some things that he likes about south carolina based on some conversations i've had on his end with people around him but just not sure where he's at as far as on the board. Both of those guys are excellent prospects, yeah, though. I know all of you that are out there worried about the Ivy League thing. I mean, that was um, – there were just a lot of dumb takes out there uh, when the season ended, uh, and that was probably the, one of the dumbest. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter where these guys come from if they can play. There's 1,300 guys on the portal right now, uh, a lot of them that are from Power 5 won't make it back to Power 5, and we'll be lucky to make it to D2. And then there's going to be an influx of guys from FCS, Group of Five, and D2 that, that move up that are good players. That's just how football goes. You can look at the draft, and, right. and it's proof. I mean, you can look at and, – and, you know, we'll have – probably next year we'll have five or six years' worth of, worth of portal data to track that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm convinced it, it gives you no benefit – where you came from because there's been guys that i mean look how good juice wells was came from james madison well then you look how good jamison williams was at alabama he came from ohio state two totally different ends of the universe both really good players uh jamison only caught seven balls at ohio state so i'm not even sure produ production is a big deal. i, I kind of like production for the gamecocks this year that's one of the things i'm looking for but uh as far as guys they need to take but I'm not even sure production matters a whole lot if you kind of know who you're looking at. So, uh, but yeah, the kid from Harvard's the first Ivy League guy coming in, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. It is a it's 11:47 here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I know we've still got one timeout, Phil. So I tell you what, we'll roll another roll through this and hit it at the end. Um, again, uh, Hale McGranahan's coming up at 12.05, and then we've got behind him uh, Mark Sturgis joining us from, not warm, Missoula, Montana, where tonight at 9 o'clock on ESPN2, a really neat game. The Montana Grizzlies and the Furman Paladins in the second round of the SCS playoffs, so a live report coming from out there. And then at 105 today, Phil Kornblut, one of our partners here on the Chief Sports Network, he'll be joining us. Uh, from Sports Talk because call, he'll be calling the 76 Touchstone Energy Bowl tomorrow, the North-South game up in Myrtle Beach. So we're going to take good care of the high school boys 
this weekend as uh, many of them will play their final games of their careers. A, a tough time, certainly. But good weather expected in Myrtle Beach. Uh, but with hail coming up in just a little bit, we've got a lot to get to <clears throat> on the uh, recruiting front, uh, including uh, another name that's just been added, uh, JC, to the running back list this weekend. So by my count, we've got four running backs. We'll, we'll let Hale fill us in, but uh, Elijah Green out of North Carolina, the latest to be coming down to Columbia this weekend to check the school out. Um, we obviously just saw him not too long ago up there in Charlotte. Outside of that, uh, what do you know about his career with the Tar Heels? I mean, I we sat there and scouted North Carolina all summer, and I looked, and Elijah Green was always at the top of the depth chart, and he's a good player. But from a Gamecock perspective, I always in the back of my mind, I was like, I hope Hampton and Petway don't pass him and beat him out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they actually did. I think Elijah got injured. But Hampton, obviously, uh, was the more dangerous back, along with British Brooks coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, do I, uh, I, I need to go watch the kid from North Texas before I can say I definitely like him better. Um, I definitely like Rocket Sanders better. And, uh, and I like the kid from SC State better, too. So, um I, and, I, and I don't know what the feeling of the Carolina coaching staff is about Elijah Green uh, or not. Uh, I think if you miss on all those other guys, you obviously you take Elijah Green, right? <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to get caught with your pants down like last year. I was, you know, so I, uh, I think he's good. I just don't, you know, does he pop, you know, and, and, and I'm not telling you anything that I didn't feel strongly about last summer before the North Carolina game. He didn't. He didn't pop to me. Um, Amari and Hampton did, you know, when I watched his film. And, and obviously, Amari had a gigantic year for them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my feeling on it. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's awfully close. I mean, you're talking veteran running backs. Anything is an upgrade from the situation overall that they had last year. That's nothing against Mario Anderson or Kerry and Joyner. Uh, it's more about the overall room that <laughs> definitely needed to get better. Um, and that's what they're trying to do here. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, Elijah, very intriguing guy. I just, you know, for my preference and my taste, I, I kind of like some other guys that are a little better, um, you know, and, and, and with, with the caveat that I would really need to look at the kid from North Texas before I definitively said that. I just, uh, just glancing at it, I would say I'd probably put him a little bit ahead of Elijah as well. 11.51. Again, Hale McGranahan coming up. Uh, we'll get through the entire list of those that we are aware of that are coming to Columbia this weekend. A couple of things in the, on the text line that have been sent, 803-766-6320. Uh, Andy passes along. I would like to give a shout-out to Hardy's Biscuit and Gravy. He also <laughs> goes on to say, and this again, you know, one of the – I know that I, I'm going to speak for both of you here because we all um, – we're all very similar in how we feel about things, you know, what I'm talking about off the air. Um, but I'm also speaking for us in the fact that we're always very interested in other people's stories. Uh, Cause it's not about you, JC. It's not about you, Phil. It's not about me. It's about all these, it's about everybody else. And we hope we do a good job of that. So I love when I see these things. Here's another one that gives you the goosebumps. My granddad landed in Normandy and fought in the battle of the bulge. A country boy from Chester County, tough as nails. 
Andy. That's pretty cool. Um, we've had a few of those stories shared today, and uh, once again, it makes makes it look like what we what we do really doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things, and uh, fully understand that. So, really appreciate that uh, story, Andy. Uh, hat tip to your granddad and uh, to your family. One of the greatest, one member of the greatest generation. And then here's another one, guys. You ready, Phil? Don't fall don't fall out of your chair. We've got a lot of them, Kevin. As a UPS driver up here in Easley, South Carolina, you guys are my daily go-to. I've been listening since the OG days. I really appreciate what y'all are doing. Couldn't get through long days without you. Keep shining bright, especially here in the upstate. Uh, So we got a lot of delivery folks out there, and we sure are glad to be traveling around with you. Man, yeah, I got to come up with something for those folks, something special. Yeah. Like the, our, right. our, our blue Gear collar crew or something like that. The, yeah. the, 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 you I think saw, we'd get in trouble know. with the U.S. government in the United States uh, and uh, and UPS if we created stickers like UPS loves ITG or uh, the U.S. Postal Service loves the Chief Sports Network? <laughs> well, any anything the federal government has can't be like trade. I don't think it'd be. I think you could. I think because. The federal government is not owned by it's owned by the people, the citizens of this country. So I, I could imagine we could use stuff. So um I'll yeah. figure something I mean, out, man. Maybe get around the UPS around. thing, you know, it was like yeah, brown shorts yeah. for ITG. <laughs> yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> What can, what can, never mind. Y'all know, uh, like, yeah, ladies have, was, love, lady, like, lady, yeah. chicks love UPS, man. Did y'all know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you know, chicks love UPS, man, yeah. Uh, like, my ex-wife loves UPS, man. Oh, I know all three women in my house man. love it, too, because it's the yeah. guy oh that brings God, the Amazon. Ty- Tyler, I, I didn't had, realize, so Tyler's <laughs> the FedEx guy up in, in Maggie. Oh, That's awesome, nice. man. I'll have to, Tyler. I'm gonna next time. We're we're probably going up in a few weeks, a few weekends. I'm gonna FedEx something to the house just so you have to deliver it while I'm there, so I can meet you. How about that? How's that sound? I'm gonna send something from my house to the mountain house just so you gotta come to the front door. That way you got the address. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I trust Tyler. I think he he'd be all right. I think he he would be okay. All right, uh, we've we've got to hit a timeout because we've got to get to a break here. Hour one flew by. It is Army Navy. Who will you pull for this weekend? Go Army or go Navy? Go Army, beat Navy. Go Navy, beat Army. You can. There we go again, Phil. It's freaking happened again. Did it happen damn, now? It always happens after the first it's hour. It's like the too. first five, the six first seconds. hour. It's Use only it. the first hour. It's and like the ghost of the machine says, "Hey, you remember like for a month straight, my internet would go out at like two minutes before the show was over every Sunday." Right. <laughs> There's a bug in this thing. It's like a little gremlin. We're we're being we're being uh we're being scammed by that little. Uh, Mom's basement, Death Valley boy. What's that little kid's name? Shadow of Death Valley. Yeah. He's like the Shadow dog or evil. He said, basement. I will flip it and cut Jamie yeah. Bradford's mic off yeah. for five seconds. I'm an evil hacker. Evil. Hacker. Come, Mr. Bigglesworth. Speaking of Mr. Bigglesworth, 
The odds on favorite to land Kyle McCord is drumroll. The University of Nebraska. Have, oh they, fired, have they fired Sat yet? Or, are, is this for real? Is, oh. Are they keeping him? Oh, TJ, don't do it. No. See, Kyle, what are you doing? What are you doing? McCord, I mean, he goes from Ohio State. Somebody's got to document this kid's life after this. The oh. corn money's got to be good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they got the money, dude, but man. Yeah. Don't. Man. That is not oh, a no. Hey, pardon me, sir. That's not a scheme fit. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> who's, who's a scheme fit here? Nobody. Oh, no. Peyton Manning in his prime maybe could run oh, that offense. Maybe. Oh, no. no. Hey, but uh, we had her. I saw uh, Lauren. Lauren, we saw you in the uh, Nana Sports chat box earlier. Lauren Simons. So, Lauren, we've got the battle now going on. Do ladies love the UPS guy or the FedEx guy? Give us give us an answer. All our ladies, and, uh, let's 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 have Lauren be the uh, the mediator of <laughs> UPS. UPS, hot or not? UPS versus FedEx hot here on Inside the Hot or not? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, don't go anywhere. We need your expertise when we get. Oh, Julie's it. Julie's Julie says UPS. Okay, we'll see how many votes we can get. All right, hail's coming up. We'll get back into recruiting and hot or not UPS versus FedEx here on on ITG. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the south in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the south. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey Gamecock Nation, my name is Kyle, longtime listener of the show and avid golfer. I wanted to take my game to the next level, but let's face it, golf is a hard game to learn on your own. I heard the ad from McKellar Enterprises and reached out to the owner and former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor. In just two months of working with Meredith, I shot my lowest round ever, and I've never felt more confident in my golf game. So if you're looking to take your game to the next level, go to McKellarEnterprises.org and book your lesson today with former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor. Go Gamecocks.
Not today, sweetie. One heart's breaking while another one is mending. It's all in the ebb and flow. If I had to, I could go it alone. But because you've become my Hey Gamecock fans, Mike Morgan here. During my time in Columbia, one of my favorite places to eat was Salsaritas. When I go back now for work or any other reason, it's still Salsaritas. Yeah, I'm like you. I love tacos. I love Tex-Mex. Where are you going to go to get them? Well, you've got two convenient Salsaritas locations, one in Lexington in the Target Center and one in West Columbia as well. Now, if you like tailgating, and who doesn't? Whether it's for a football game or anything else, they've got the catering hotline. Get yourself some Fiesta packs to take tailgating. Get yourself the Three Amigos bundles for tailgating. They make catering easy with a fresh, hot setup. And again, you just call the phone number, 803-543-6297 to set it up. You can also look them up online, or you can even download the app. Salsaritas is just a cut above the rest. That's why they're serving williams Price Stadium and the South Stands, also serving in the Colonial Life Arena. Again, that catering hotline number, make it easy for you and the folks out there. You don't need to settle for sandwiches. Which is every time. 803 543 6297. 803 543 6297. Shop Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season. Major discounts on treadmills, rowers, elliptigos, and more. Proud partners of Carolina Rise, Inside the Gamecocks, and the Chief Sports Network. CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com. 843-388-0999. Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season.
Inside the Gamecocks, the show, the national anthem, very proudly presented every day by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. What's better than barbecue in America? Nothing. Uh, and this holiday season, the ultimate stocking stuffer comes from then. If you go them, if you go to CarolinaBarbecueSauce.com, you can get yourself the Hall of Fame pack, the Sweet Heat, the Carolina Gold, and the Rub. 10% off with the discount code ITG23. ITG23. And and we got to get this on the Big Spur. He did something for the Big Spur too, guys. Because oh. you two fine gentlemen uh, work for the Big Spur, of course. Well, one of you owns it. Uh, they also have a discount code for 10% off of, of TBS. TBS. You know, the Big Spur, TBS. Um, so you can type in TBS or ITG23. And get ten percent off. It is. It's literally the ultimate stocking stuffer. If anybody you know uh, likes to to smoke and not meth, but like it, like smoke meats, meats. Uh, or, or needs the seasoning uh, there to put on pretty much anything, we're going to use that rub on some shrimp this weekend. It's fantastic. It can be rub or seasoning. That's it. CarolinaBarbecueSauce.com to order ITG twenty three for that 10% discount. All right, so um, before we go any further, we've got a couple of things we need to address here here before we get Hale out. Number one, Hale, hot or not, UPS or FedEx? Who's hotter, the UPS guy or the FedEx guy? Uh, you don't the have Amazon guy. guy. <laughs> the Amazon guy is real business in my neighborhood. He's, that's slimy. You can't do that. All right, number two, today's one of the great national days of America. Uh, many people probably don't realize this, but it is National Brownie Day. And I I am a nut job about brownies, the good ones. You got you to get the fudge in them, the caramel, you know what I mean? They got to be sticky and gooey. So National Brownie Day, bake away, my friends. Number three, Phil, because we didn't know this. Nobody told us until afterwards from Tuesday. We did find out late. Oh, we found out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Owen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Come on, JC. You can think about everything else. Come on, please, Owen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, oh, Hale. Happy birthday, Hale. Belated. Late we late. missed it on Tuesday, dude. JC texted us after, and, and he, he did that intentionally, we felt like, so we owed it to you to sing no. to you. I, I just popped on Instagram, and his wife put up a very nice photo, and it's like, happy birthday to my Hale. Oh, and uh, I was sweet. like, oh, that's sweet. And I was like, well, dang, Hale was on the show today. Yeah. So I, text. I didn't even look at what time it was. I was like, Hale's birthday today. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought that the, that um, Phil and um, JC were going to help me sing, but they chose not to do that. So I was kind of left on an island there. That's all you got, man. I apologize. I missed Hale. I missed. We missed Phil's birthday, and Phil's wife texted me the night before, reminded me, and I had it written down. That's how bad I am. So don't feel bad, Hale. It's okay. It's okay. Don't feel I bad, Hale. I don't. I I had a number. I had a number that's one shot of a number that I don't want to have. Uh, so I'm uh, feel it there. I'm getting. I'm getting close. I'm. I'm. I'm almost. 
for for the 40, 90, 1990s 49ers fans, 2024 will be my William Floyd year. Oh. Bar none. My William Bar none year, if anybody understands that reference. Mm-hmm. We'll know what yep. I'm getting at. Sure yeah. do. Got it. Pick it. Picking up what you're putting down. Give you the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, not every, you know, you don't turn 29 every year. <laughs> I wish I was 29. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be, I'm still young, of course. I'm about to be 38. And uh, I'm like, when when I get to 39, I'm going to be the guy that starts going backwards. At least that's yeah. what I'm going to tell myself. To thir- I'm just going to go from 30 and then back to 39. And then, when, you know, when I'm like 90, yeah, yeah hell, I'm 34. Anyways, nobody cares about that. Um, uh, what everybody does care about is what's happening this weekend. Uh, I know it's fluid. I know it's fluid. Um, but do, do you have a list for us of those that uh, the transfers that will be visiting the Gamecocks program? Yeah, there, there are three running backs who have been confirmed. I uh, just confirmed a little bit ago that Elijah Green from North Carolina will be in. Of course, We've known about Raheem Rocket Sanders from Arkansas for a couple of days now. Steve Wilfong uh, confirmed or, or first reported, I should say, that uh, a guy from North Texas, I can't even remember his name. It's happened, so all, all these names are just flying in. But another North Texas running back. Oscar uh, Attaway. Oscar Attaway, there you go. Uh, he's coming in. You, of, course, Jade, of course, Jade McGowan from Vanderbilt, the receiver. Uh, Jared Brown from Coastal. Uh, tight end Tyler Neville from Harvard, a um, couple of defensive linemen, of course, LT Overton and his brother Micaiah from Texas A&M, um, DB, Jalen Kilgore's brother, uh, Gerald Kilgore. Um, it's it's going to be a, a, an interesting weekend, to say the least. I mean, I, I'm having trouble remembering all these names because, you know, we're, it seems like just as soon as we, we hear about, about these guys um, – we're having to try to figure out who they are and and, and what they've done and, and how much eligibility they've got left. So it's it's fast and furious, as everybody knows, and, and we're just trying to – at least I'm trying to keep my, my nose above water at this point. Yeah, it's uh, right. I mean, we were talking about this earlier with J.C., and I'm going to let you and J.C. really do most, most all the talking here because y'all are the ones that are in the know with all of it. But it, it's <clears throat> people always want to know, and, and obviously, understandably so. I mean, it's, this is it's why they subscribe. But uh, it just all comes out of the blue. I mean, the Oscar Attaway thing, I mean, we're, you know, where the hell did that come from, right? Yesterday, the situation comes up with the brothers from Texas A&M. People are going, wow, what in the world is going on here? Fill us in a little bit. What have you learned about that situation? The, these guys, you know, I think um, the, the five-star, the LT maybe, the, the better the yeah. better of the two. Um, I mean, obviously, he's got some some decent stats over the last couple of years. But, guys, we've, we all know who the last two years have, they have brought in in their defensive line classes in 22 and 23. They've been outstanding. So, so these guys have been in a room with a bunch of dudes – that are, you know, the dudes of the dudes, right? So what have we learned about this group of brothers? Does South Carolina have a, a realistic chance? How would that provide – what type of depth would that provide for the Gamecock program? Just kind of give us some some backstory on that. Yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot. I mean, and just doing some research, uh, you know, LT and, and Micaiah uh, – Played some for LT only for his freshman year. Played at a uh, Bessemer Academy in Alabama. His brother Makai 
you know, played there for his entire high school career, then signed with Liberty and played there before transferring to AM. Uh, they they played at Bessemer Academy for Josh Wright, who's Jody Wright's older brother. So there's a little connection that way. Um, mm-hmm. Was highly rated out of high school. I, I don't have the the ranking is in front of me from when he came out in the, uh, I guess it was the 2022 class, part of that really highly touted A&M group. It uh, was hailed by some as the best recruiting class ever. Um, so as far as what they could add, uh, you know, LT is obviously the more highly regarded of the two as, as a prospect and has has played a good bit more at A&M. And, and I think would uh, probably be the guy, I think it's safe to say that he would probably be the guy who would uh, get more playing time and snaps uh, if, he, if they were to end up in South Carolina. You know, Alabama supposedly is supposed to be in visiting with them today before they visit Columbia. So uh, don't know a whole lot beyond beyond that as far as who else is in the mix for them and, and what the competition is going to look like to get them. But uh, certainly would be a, a big boost to the defensive line to, to be able to add a, a guy like LT who's, again, he was a highly rated recruit coming out of high school and has been somewhat productive Uh early on in his career at A&M. Of course, they've got or had uh, a ton of really talented defensive linemen over the years, especially especially the last couple. So uh, he, he would certainly be, I would imagine, guess that he would be welcomed with, with open arms uh, by the staff here at South Carolina as they try to rebuild their, their defensive line. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I want to say he's not dom he's not looked dominant out there. I mean, he was a kind of a role player his first two years. He's gonna to have to develop a little bit, but he's also a guy kinda of like you guys remember Jake Bentley. Uh people kind of joke about, hey, did you know he graduated That's high great. school early? Uh LT was one of those guys he reclassified. So he's still young right. and on the young end. His brother's pretty good too. I mean, I, I think they need depth on the D line badly. Uh, and and I think when I think you take these guys regardless, uh, I kind of tuned out there for a minute because somebody accused me of having an orange shirt on. It's a Chicago Blackhawks yeah, I figured that's hockey what it was. jersey. They're not. They're, I don't think their colors are orange, brother. Uh, but I know it looks that way, sort of. So, well, in this kid, the over to he was a five star tackle. Like I mean, obviously, yeah, he was up there. Play, you know, but like. Yeah, like this isn't a I mean, guy so that you're like, like oh, you know, were, he's yeah, like there's he's, been five star tackles that have been donkey before, sure, but you know, he's but, not a but, guy either that you just that you don't have any tackles, like you, well, you know, he's you, not a low character guy either, though. I mean, he's a yeah. that's why I trust it, you know. I'm just saying, please don't think Reggie White's coming in here if they get him, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I mean, just, just don't let's not let you know, I, and I know you hear AM D line. Uh, stud five star. Oh wow, let's go do it! But uh, you know he he's got some developing to do. But you know what? South Carolina's got a pretty good developing De- defensive tackles coach. Yeah, uh, on the on the roster, yeah. and his brother's good too. I mean, so you get the two for one. Hell, I mean, I, okay. I, let me let me let me let me ask you this way: Are they are they Gerald Dixon and Gerald Dixon Jr.? <laughs> I'd say they're probably a little more fit the Thank specs. Okay. A little more than those All two right. guys. How about that? Make sure. Yeah. Uh, listen, um, no disrespect to Gamecock legacies. So I got distracted because of the orange shirt thing. I was like, is this orange? Cause I'm colorblind. 
So you're kind of pissing, you're pissing, you're picking on my, you're pissing on my disability. You're picking, <laughs> picking on my disability here. Uh, if I got distracted, did you mention the Shane Beamer athletic director connection there? Uh, I did I did not, but yeah. dad was associate athletic director at Oklahoma when Beamer was on Lincoln's staff. Okay. Uh, because it, they thought, they, because the, I mean, the kid ended up going, um, because the dad took the job at Kennesaw State. He's the AD there. And he, or, or some kind of AD there, and he ended up because um, ended up playing in Marietta. LT ended up playing in Marietta, Georgia, at the end, and then went to school early. But Beamer knows that guy too, so there's a Jody Wright and a Shane Beamer connection. Um, and then this kid Oscar, which is weird. Um, Oscar. He, uh, it's a weird one. I had to go bay way back and look and see where he's from. He's from North Little Rock. Oh, Oscar Attaway. Yeah, I Oscar thought you were talking about a defensive lineman. I was like, no, no, no. I've switched back to that running back from North Texas. Uh, yeah, we're, and, we're and I said earlier, that. like it's a uh, North North Little Rock. So, you know, Step knew him. Taylor probably knew him. Dowell may have been there in time to know him when they were all at Arkansas together. So it's kind of funny the state of Arkansas. Um, you know, just kind of. Crazy like that. All right, have we figured out who else is recruiting Rocket Sanders? Hill? I, I have not. I, have you heard anything, JC? Who else is Mm-mm. in the next? That's the, before. I, and I did have an update up where I said I was a little. That's just based on what I've heard from South Carolina's in. I'm. Um, yeah, I, I have to know who else is in this game before I can know who the winner is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the key for him. Like who who, who else? Who else is beating down the door for old Rocket? I don't know. Yeah. I, okay. So that goes. That kind of flows into that question I asked you earlier, JC. And and now we've got Hale, so I want to lump him into that conversation. Mm-hmm. It seemed the last couple of years with these portal visits, more often than not, I don't know what the number is, but it seems. Uh, well, let's put it this way: it is substantially higher than a high school kid. This first bit visit. There, there are a lot of commitments that happen. A lot of these kids shut it down quick. Uh, they've been through this process, right, man? They, they did this for two, three years in high school. They don't want to do this crap again. They just want to go on a visit. They like it. They commit. Um, so wanted to get your thoughts on that uh, real, real quick as well. And obviously, we don't know the potential of that with, with Rocket Sanders necessarily. But, um, but if you follow it along, have you seen something similar to that over the last couple of years? Uh, it probably depends on whether or not they, they leave without being committed. Uh, I think maybe that's probably where it, it, uh, really kind of shows itself is, is if there are a guys who take their first visit and, and leave without committing and, and take a couple other visits, do, do they end up committing to that first school? I, I, I think to your point, JB is the guys who, who, take the first visit and, and commit. I, I think that's – if what I'm saying makes sense, I think that's where it does really see that. Um, Happens on campus. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. run the gamut and then go back. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And, I mean, and we, we kind of talked about this earlier in the week when, when I was on that, uh, that there's also the example of a guy like Gilbert Edmond, who a lot of people were talking about how he was – going to go to Florida state before he even got into the portal and left South Carolina. Then all of a sudden he shows up at Florida for a visit. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't visit Florida state first 
That was a similar type of deal with Jordan Addison when he was leaving Pittsburgh and everybody in the world was talking about him going to Southern Cal. Then he shows up at, at Texas's campus for a visit. So um, that's just sort of my um, – like some devil's advocate, if you will. Well, to, some of these guys are trying to throw everybody off. Like Marshawn Lloyd released a five yeah. last year. And then you never heard from him. But I I would be stunned if both Lloyd and Addison weren't Southern Cal bound from the beginning and because they talked to the same guy who was holding his crying son in his arms after their <laughs> defense gave up 52 points against the Huskies this year and lost. So anyway, that's just a hint, little hint, hint there. Yeah. Uh, but no, also- think back at Carolina, Juice Wells, Carolina got him against a lot of good competition, but he was supposed to visit North Carolina, but yeah. Step got him not to shut that down, shut it down and commit, right? So that was one. Rattler never yeah. visited. Um, no. Seems like Knox only visited Carolina and they committed, yeah. right? I think he committed yeah, on his visit. Yeah, Austin Stogner took a couple of visits around. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where he visited first, but I think he went to Ohio State. Um, and Carolina, and then Carolina. Might have been one other. I don't know. It, but the, it does seem like the, there's a pretty decent hit rate on guys who, who show up to a school and, and commit, and that's the only school they visit while they're in the portal. So okay. yeah, I think something to that. There's just not a lot of time. I mean, really, if you yeah. think about it with Christmas coming and everything. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we'll have the time. Maybe a little bed, yeah. bath, and beyond. I don't know. <laughs> what what, what about the wide the receiver position? Uh, Hale, who's coming in this weekend uh, from that from uh, the wide receiver that would help the wide receiver room and the chances the Gamecocks could land any of those guys? Yeah, Jade McGowan and, and Cyrus Allen and Jared Brown from Coastal Carolina. Uh, Cyrus Allen's from Louisiana Tech. McGowan, obviously, Vanderbilt. I think McGowan's going to commit to South Carolina probably at some point. Could be a guy who commits before the end of the weekend. Um, Allen told me before the the visit was set in stone that that he wanted to go to South Carolina before he wanted to visit anywhere. And I I believe it's been why because I think he just really likes South Carolina. I'm not really sure why. Uh, He's from South Carolina. He's from here. Cyrus Allen? No, he's from Louisiana. Yeah, he's from New Orleans, oh, right? I thought you said McGowan. No, Cyrus Allen. Like this was yeah. the first place he wanted to visit. That's correct. Yeah. It's those lights, baby. The light show. <laughs> the light then, show. Uh, <laughs> then Brown Browns. Like I said, he's visiting this weekend, but it's been reported elsewhere that he's visiting Auburn next week and somewhere else. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, it's it's those three guys, those three wide receivers that we know of to this point. Okay, I, I I don't think we have – I'm pretty sure we've discussed everybody that we're aware of, right, that's coming yeah, to South if, Carolina. If, 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 if there's a position I'm still uneasy about, it's probably – I think they'll be fine there at the end of the day, but right now I'm, I'm a little – I, I hope we see more names and more visits at receiver. Well, I would anticipate they probably for, would, for right? For God's They're, sake. Yeah, <laughs> what about what about Jerome Simmons, the young man from Bamberg, Juco kid, expected to be in town this weekend as well? Big big old butt. Some big old butt there in the middle if they can get him in the fold. Uh, I can't speak to that, uh, JB, but he is a uh, junior college defensive tackle, and 
You visited Louisiana last weekend. Georgia's been in the mix. They, uh, I, don't, I don't know how hard they're pushing for them at this point, but I, I think that's ultimately one South Carolina is gonna gonna get and bring him in. He's he's not graduating till May, um, so um, he he won't be a guy who's who's in in January like these transfer portal guys would be. Um, so yeah, guys, the defensive line room is unbelievably thin like to a point that it's scary how thin it is behind the the four or five guys that are returning um and so obviously this portal deal with getting defensive linemen in here is unbelievably important do y'all know of any you know is there a potential that elijah davis drew Tuazama, guys like that are going to kind of be move full-time? Do we have any update on what the 25 class looks like from a D-tackle standpoint? Because they, they literally have nobody on the roster outside of the this upperclassman they've got here in, the, in their final legs with Carolina. I, I thought Juju Azama is probably going to play inside. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. He's one. It's up to him. <laughs> Good luck. I think on the flip side of that, you're going to see maybe Elijah Davis slim down and play outside. JT Gear gear is outside. Yeah, Um, and regardless of where Davis or Tuazama are, I I, I believe 24 is their final season of eligibility. So whether they're inside or outside or somewhere else, they're they're not going to be on the team in 25. And uh, there's nobody behind them. They have nobody. That's why LT would be big because, like I said, he's still young, and I mean that they got to do more, even more work. So this twenty-five class, they they, this they they have nobody. I mean, they got to get they got to get a ton of tackles in that twenty-five class. I I I can't believe there literally is nobody outside of Jamal Weiss on this thing that's under a junior. (laughs) I didn't even amazing. Hey, uh, well, they missed on Weiss is the only last man standing from twenty twenty-two. Right, and then McLeod's gone from twenty twenty three, so yeah. yeah, they've just yeah, they've had a string of either bad evaluations or bad luck. I mean, I'd both. sit there and in hindsight, I'm not going to sit there in hindsight and say bad evals because I sat there and watched it. A lot of a lot of these guys film and thought they were decent takes and good upside and all that. So sometimes you swing and miss. Just happens in the game. You don't want to do it four times at one position, though. <laughs> uh, what about the other JUCO defensive lineman, Hale? The yeah, one yeah. Hyphenated name. Yeah, Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's still visiting or, or not. He told me originally he was supposed to be in last weekend, and then I was told by a source at Carolina that that it's he's not coming in, and that all the official visitors were coming in, you know, this coming up weekend. So I. I don't know that he's there's anything going on with him anymore at this point. I haven't been able to confirm anything one way or the other. And Jules from uh, I guess where's he from Pitt FAU. Pitt, like yeah, Pitt. I, I believe he he would be a grad transfer guy. So even if they do get him in, um, I I think he's only got one year of eligibility left, one season of eligibility eligibility left, and. I believe it's also been reported uh, on the Florida 24-7 site that he's visiting Florida this weekend, but uh, a lot of these these portal official visits are abbreviated. They're not necessarily, you know, Friday through Sunday, like like we see with, with the high school guys more often than not. So uh, he, he is supposedly going to Florida this weekend. It 
been reported elsewhere that he was going to visit South Carolina. So, so yeah, either, either way, he wouldn't, he certainly would not help uh, solve some of the, the more longer term issues and concerns. There's got to be some D tackles in the state and in North Carolina moving forward. I just don't think people have found them yet. Uh, and then there's guys in JUCO, but they definitely have to get better. I mean, if you want to know the two red flag positions for me right now as we stand, I, I'm, I'm trending away from red flag with running back because I think that's exactly the type of first portal weekend you need when you're when you're in trouble in a position. You got a lot of options right there, and if you hit on two, you're you're good. D tackle and receiver are a different story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those two, I mean, and it's and not necessarily for 2024 with D tackle, but 2025, I mean. Yeah, they got to get. I mean, that's a, you, you can't get by on that. You got to start stacking some guys. So they need to start getting some guys. Hell, you need to tell them that. Yeah, I'll yeah, let them yeah. know. Well, you get in there and tell them, man. But part of, the, part of the concern should be as far as, you know, 25 and beyond is, you know, you can load up on all the tw- class of 2025 high school recruits you want. They're still going to be freshman defensive tackles like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty too. That's exactly right. You're looking at the reality of having to hit the portal for the and Ju, portal or JUCO from these guys for yeah next couple, couple years. years now. Just because yeah. you had so many misses, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if they'd have gotten Amari Adams, that doesn't really solve the actual issue um, unless he just came in and was a baller. But um, Hey, we got got to let you run here in a second because we got to get to Mark Sturgis out in Missoula, Montana. We can't keep him waiting. But uh, one final quick loaded question for you. This is the question that everybody wants to ask, but none of them can, so I'll do it, and you're not going to be able to answer it, but um, you can just guesstimate if you don't mind. Uh, How many prospects are we on commitment watch for this weekend in your mind? Well, I would definitely say Jaden McGowan. I I would venture to guess that they're probably going to – be putting the heat on these running backs who are visiting. I, I don't know how many they're going to take, but I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a hey, we, we need some guys. So whoever's ready, come on. Uh, spots are going to hopefully be running out. Running out. So um, I don't know. At, at least a few, I would, I would think, is a conservative, safe uh, guesstimate, educated guess. Um so, yeah, I, you know, you throw Jerome Simmons in there. I, I think it's safe to say that uh, he, he would be on commit watch. Um, so, yeah, you know, upwards of four to five maybe. Yeah. I, I was going to say five. I think Gamecocks will get five of them this weekend. That's my number, and I'm sticking to it. Poo. Five. Five commitments. JB is going all Gamecocks. in. Five. That's it. Right. I always chips at the table. Well, I, Dale, like- I hope you – do what? Would you five? What do you think, Phil? Five? You going over under five and a half, Mad Dog? Six or five? Uh, five and a half. Oh, if he put it at four and a half, I might have gone over there. But uh, wow. yeah, way no, over eleven. They're all going to commit. Every one of them. We'll have eighteen running backs before the end of the weekend. Eighteen. All right. Um, hey man, I hope you've had a wonderful uh, birthday week, brother. Thanks for pulling double duty. Uh, I know that your week, ours, mine will be over here in about an hour and a half. Yours is just getting cranked up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we th- cannot thank you for all your hard work. We'll be reading it until the wee hours of the morning, I'm sure, the next two, three nights. Well, I appreciate you, boys. Y'all have a good weekend. You're awesome, Hale. Thank you, Thanks, buddy. Hale. Thanks, Hale. Hell yeah. Happy birthday, brother. Happy You're birthday. awesome, too, JC.
Oh, and and you're you're also among the most handsome hosts of this show. I don't know if you caught that on on Tuesday, but he, he bailed on that. He can't be in that. I have won the award several times in the past, and it's time That's for me to, to step away and let someone else have the pleasure of being honored. Uh, yeah, he's right, with Mad Dog being the Susan Lucci of that award. Mad Dog was voted on. Yeah, Mad, Mad Dog is going to be either a UPS driver or a FedEx driver once this whole deal is done. After the ladies come pouring in as to to who wins, uh, who wins the look like contest. All right, Thank well, stay you, out, Stay out of Forest Acres, Phil. <laughs> That's right. See, man. <laughs> we got to hit a uh, a timeout. Gamecock Traditions will keep you looking good this holiday season. Unbelievable deals. GamecockTraditions.com to find them. Pull up the Chief Sports app. You can find them there. They'll deliver it to your doorstep. We're going live to Missoula, Montana when we return on Inside the Gamecocks. Missoula, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to. Down here in the South. We don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome to Palm Casual Patio Furniture. Because we are the factory, Palm Casual have the ability to offer the highest quality outdoor furniture paired with world-class service. Since 1979, our factory showrooms have done our best to make the buying process as easy as possible for our customers. Our understanding of the many factors that go into your decision has helped us create our 30-day trial period that increases the level of comfort our customers feel during the shopping experience. Visit us in Somerville and online at palmcasual.com. Gamecock owned and operated. Michael Campbell arrived at South Carolina in 2003 after growing up in Virginia and was dubbed the Winchester Rifle by Gamecock's great Tommy Moody in the broadcast booth. He left in 2006 a legend. A career 315 hitter and 20th round draft pick of the San Diego Padres, Campbell was first all-time in games played at bats and triples, second all-time in hits with 299 singles and total bases, third all-time in doubles, top 10 in runs scored and RBI, and he hit 31 home runs in his career for the Gamecocks. Now he's passing his knowledge to the next generation through his business, Soup's Swing Shop. If your son or daughter wants to improve their game, Soup's Swing Shop offers virtual lessons. Mike will connect with you, diagnose your swing, and create a special game plan to help improve it. Call him at 859-414-8240. Email soupsswingshop at gmail.com or find them on social media and on the Chief Sports app. Soup's Swing Shop. Play ball. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Doe Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock, owned and operated.
This is Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Twelve thirty-seven. Welcome back. Santa Claus is coming to town soon. Just seventeen days from Christmas Day. Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co. and always live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partners of the Gamecocks. We are going to exit the Palmetto State and fly west, like way, way, way west to Missoula, Montana, where tonight the Furman Paladins, the seven seed in the FCS playoffs, will be. In in town to take on the second-ranked Grizz of Montana, and Mark Sturgis is there. He's one of South Carolina's proudest and best broadcast voices. We're so glad to have him. It's going to be cold. We know that there's going to be snow flurries in the afternoon. We understand you've bought a hell of a new jacket to be able to, to manage <laughs> it out there. But, uh, man, good to see you. Thanks for taking the time. And, and F you all the time is what I'm hearing we need to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> I showed a few people on the plane last night the FU bottle of bourbon, and they were like, what's that about? And I tell you, that's one of the best cheers in college football. <laughs> Dude. No so doubt. Have you, like, what's it uh, – here's my understanding of this. All right, so I've got in-laws uh, in, in Laramie, Wyoming. Of course, Wyoming is not FCS. It's, it's, it's much larger. But what I learned the first time I ever went to Laramie was – as much we love our football in the South, nobody in America loves it like we do. And then certain places, of course, in the Big Ten. But don't forget about these little places out there, oh, Wyoming yeah. and Monte. Boy, they love it, don't they? It's neat. Yeah, when we flew in last last night, I mean, there's Montana Grizz stuff uh, all over town. And one of the reasons I came, number one, I want to finish the year out with what I started, but. I hear this atmosphere tonight is going to be next level. It's about 25,000, and it sits right down on the field. And you know what? I'm going to go down on the field and get some uh, get some photos and some video and uh, try to bring it back because I'm kind of, you know, Furman really screwed. Oh, we lost some. There he is. Serge, we, well, we, all don't, we lost your audio, the Montana – Grizzlies internet. Uh, hey, Sturge, hold, hold on, oh, bud. Yeah. We got him. We lost your audio there, Sturge. Hey, I think your mic's muted, Sturge. I would say uh, pull him out and pop pull him out, back pull him back in. Yeah, yeah. I did. If you yeah. would, Sturge, try to turn the mic back on, man. Let's see if we get him now. That oh, was man. some kind of glitch that happened out there. It looked like. Yeah, that was weird. Are you there? There you go. Got it. Say so, something. See yeah. if you, yeah. See if you can't close you? him out totally. Close him out and uh, oh, yeah. try to close him out and tell him to get yeah. back on us. Close him yeah, out and try to bring him all the way. Uh, see if you can't do that. In the meantime, some interesting news uh, from the portal on Montario 
Hardesty, according to Pete Nakos with uh, On3 Sports, Oklahoma has extended an offer to the now former Gamecocks running back. Washington, Southern Cal, Wake Forest, Cal, and Indiana, according to Nakos, have also expressed interest in Mario Anderson. Which is uh, which is interesting. So um, well, good. Hopefully home, he goes and plays well. Uh, hometown Oklahoma. kid who got a crack in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, is uh, gonna apparently take we'll the money and run. So Jay Diz, by the way, you're completely wrong about the running backs and wide receivers. Nobody told you it takes many years before you can play for the offense. Name one example, and I can give you six first year guys that stepped in and had no trouble learning the offense this year. Marcus Satterfield's no longer the OC here, dude. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Come on. I mean, I, I think people just. Uh, I mean, what what are you basing that on? If, and if you're about to say Nick Harbor, Nick Harbor had to learn a new position. It had nothing to do with learning the actual offense. The offense yeah. is pretty easy to learn, according to the guys that actually played in it. So, uh, and, and it's and the proof is, you know, all those guys were first year dudes. Trace Knox, Josh. I mean, first year at Carolina, they had no trouble. Whereas the previous staff or previous coordinator. Absolutely. It was insane. So how about now, Sturge? You got us back? I got you back. Yeah, yeah it was it, something just clicked like <laughs> boom. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my R J C. So uh and, and by the way, you are not the best looking guy. And when Susan Lucci is men- mentioned in the previous segment, don't tell me you didn't think she was hot growing up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like me. I like me some Susan Lee. <laughs> yeah. you know, JC every once in a while, Sturge will fill us in on uh, on his uh, soap opera viewing habits as a kid. You know, and I also had them as well. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sturge, we where we left, where we lost you was when I mentioned yeah. how they love their football, and uh, right. and um, you kind of took it from there. We were only a couple words in, and that was all we got. Well, I was just saying, coming in from the airport to the hotel, there's Montana Grizz stuff everywhere. It's uh, You know, they take this as seriously as Carolina at Williams-Price and Clemson and Death Valley. It's just a little less uh, – the players are a little smaller, maybe a little slower. But I'm telling you, I've heard nothing but great things about this stadium tonight. So that's one of the reasons I came out. It's just kind of soak in the college football atmosphere. Then number two, if Furman plays a good game, they got a chance to win. You think so? I, yeah. I, I was going to ask you how they matched up. I thought their seating was a little bit low. Um, I understand they have to handle the elements, uh, but uh, how do they match up with this Montana team, in your opinion? Uh, you know, Montana's bigger. They're state school. But uh, Furman's seen that multiple times this year. Not a team that's as good as Montana, but, you know, Kennesaw State, they had 10 more scholarships as they're, uh, as they're moving to FC or FBS. Uh, they took on Tennessee Tech, who I think South Carolina plays next year in like game number two. Those dudes were huge, man. Those state schools have a lot more to offer than a small private school, and Furman does. What Furman has that nobody else has is senior leadership. On, uh, on senior day, they ran 38 different players out there for uh, red shirt seniors and seniors. So it's a team that won't get rattled and you need that apparently tonight in that stadium. I haven't seen them get rattled yet. You know, the, the Wofford loss, they decided to hold Tyler Huff out. He was still banged up. They thought that they could get Carson Jones, you know, another win. 
and boy, they get inside the 20 yard line and screw up. That costs them either the second or third seed in this tournament. Well, how do you score on these guys if you're Furman? You know, this this this, this Montana team was kind of trying to get their – not that they were bad, they weren't, but they were trying to kind of get their defense a little bit figured out. Uh, and then the Northern Colorado game hit. They didn't give up a point, and since then they've only given up 43 in the last five games. So it's going to be it's going to be cold, number one, and then number two is going to be difficult just because that, that defense is really good. So how did, how's Furman – going to put points on the board well number one you got to bring wide receiver josh harris into the mix tyler huff is a tough quarterback but he is not good at the deep ball he overthrew two guys last week that would have been you know touchdowns so the one thing Furman does that maybe prepares them for the elements they're big up front they're going to run dominic roberto until you don't uh until you get tired of tackling him he is a big running back, and as the season has gone on, come about the third or fourth quarter, you see some people almost giving half-hearted attempts to take him down. Now, of course, you got to keep the ball out of Montana's hands. And, uh, you know, Furman's got two playmakers at wide receiver, Josh Harris being the best, and they've got three running backs. So I think you're going to see them try to shorten the game, if you know what I mean, try to control the clock. But you got to put points on the board. And the big thing is you can't settle for field goals in the red zone. They did that three times last week. So if you're going to score, you better be scoring touchdowns. If that Furman defense is pretty good, too, though, as we well know. So low-scoring game? Low-scoring game tonight, you think? Yeah, I'm thinking in the 24-21, 28-24. Uh, one person that could change this game in a heartbeat is Blackshear. Uh, he, Furman has the best percentage of, uh, of turnover, not having turnovers versus getting turnovers. Uh, they're well up in the teens for number of interceptions. They had one last week. Blackshear got it down to the one-yard line. So, you know, in one of these big games, you always need somebody like that to step up and make a play. And of course, I know Clay Hendricks very well. They'll script that first 15 plays, uh, if you know what I mean, and uh, and then go from there. And they've been really good at that this year uh, and, and kind of taking the first quarter to, to identify what's going to be available and then move from there. Mark Sturgis, he's in Missoula, Montana, and after this he's going to go ice fishing. And no. Then, uh, oh, no, you're not doing that? No. no. I'm going to go pick up Hunter Reed, the Furman Sports Information Director, and we're going to go We're going to go to where everybody has recommended. It's a barbecue joint called the Notorious P.I.G. I mean, what oh. a freaking great name for a restaurant. Are, Are you, you some, kidding me? Got to get some pictures That's from awesome. the Notorious yeah. P.I.G. That's dude. awesome. Dude, That's pics, awesome exactly. Picture didn't happen, right? That's what I'm yeah. – yeah. yeah, I woke up to a little snow on the ground this morning, but it's not on the roads. And, uh, you know, by, by standards out here, y'all go – if we go from the south, man, this is going to be really cold tonight. However, they're all talking about tailgate, and they think this weather is kind of spring-like. You know, it's going to be about 30 degrees at kickoff. <sighs> I think uh, when Wofford came up four or five years ago to play in the playoffs, it was seven degrees with like a 25-mile-an-hour wind. So we're not going to be facing that tonight. I remember that game. Mike Ayers probably went shirtless because that's just who – 
That's just who Mike Ayers was, man. <laughs> well, I, either that, can you imagine the Charlotte coach right now with what he wears? Biff on the yeah. Dude, that guy. Jeez. <laughs> well, and, wow. and, and you're you're closer to the sun out there, so even though it's colder, it actually feels warmer when the temperature's yeah. lower. The, the problem is when that wind starts blowing, then it's, it did that matter. It's, you're right. I don't you know, mind cold. The wind sucks. The wind sucks. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you know, the reality is is uh, it's going to be cold for all of us. Uh, Furman's actually had a bunch of fans on the plane. Here's Furman's problem when it comes to that this regard. Their fan base is older. You know, I don't know what has happened with the disconnect between Furman and Greenville. I have a pretty good idea. I might not want, you might not want me to share it. That was embarrassing last week at Paladin Stadium, who showed up for a uh, second-round playoff game. There might have been 4,500 there, and 2,000 of those were Chattanooga fans. So I have a hard time believing we got that good of a football team in Greenville, South Carolina, yet nobody will go out and support them. It wasn't that way when I was a kid either. Furman Hell had a no, it wasn't that way. Well, yeah. you, you can't get canceled on this show. Why is that? What's happened? All right, um, one of my good friends, Michael Stathakis, uh, you know, Stacks Original. Um, he, uh, he, a couple of students came after him and said, basically, we're not the same campus, uh, we're not the same racist campus we used to be in the past, but Greenville's still the same racist city. When I heard that, my mouth dropped what? because I, I just that you know what that's that's the college generation right now. You know they think everybody hates them, and those uh, folks probably don't like football too much, right? Yeah. Well, if, if, if that's what they think, then, then somebody yeah. enlighten me as to why they chose there to go to school. Thank Green you very home. much. And, and yeah. here's what's hard for Furman. You know, being a private school, they go they go uh, get a lot of kids from Chattanooga, the Macaulay School. Uh, they get a lot of kids from Birmingham, from Mountain Brook or Vestavia. Uh, and same thing with Atlanta. All those kids leave Greenville and go back home. They don't stay in Greenville. So you don't have a whole lot of alumni right there in the upstate. They Greenville, go elsewhere. I remember like when I went to church, like First Baptist Church, Spartanburg, like most of the and it used to be all uh, Furman used to be aligned with the Southern Baptist uh, Convention That's or it. whatever. They're but um, a lot of the, the the pastors and stuff, they were all Furman fans. I mean, I remember uh, when I was a kid, we had like the the, the a field trip to a Furman game one day. And I'll never forget they're playing VMI. VMI's mascot's a kangaroo, <laughs> the key debt. And I remember, I remember one of the guys going, going, "Hey, what if you're what if you're the mascot's dad?" And you're like, "Hey, that's my boy there." Yeah, in that kangaroo outfit, you know. <laughs> um, that's the, that's the only. I think Furman won thirty eight nothing. I remember the score, but that was it. But uh, it was a nice big stadium, and and, and the, the other thing about it is the program has fallen off a bit, and um, you know, until Coach Hendricks took over between Lamb and Hendricks, there was a dip. Oh yeah, and, uh, but I think Clay's got it heading in the right direction. Yeah, he um, he knows what he's doing. He has a plan, and he stuck to it, and that's something. That's something to be respected, in my opinion. Mark, uh, if Furman pulls off what would, I guess, technically be considered an upset tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The the other side of the bracket is uh, South Dakota and North Dakota State. They're playing tomorrow at 2.30. 
on ABC. So um, if they can win, if they can get it tonight, again, it's a nine o'clock kick on ESPN two. This is a great pour your pour a glass of chicken cock bourbon, sit back on a Friday night. There you go. With no worries and 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 scream f you all the time. Um, if they can get the win, what are they watching for in this game tomorrow uh, as to whether they could potentially maybe host next week? Or yeah, what would that it, look like? If Furman won and South Dakota wins, I'll be in South Dakota next weekend. God, I hope it's easier to get to than Missoula, Montana. Right. But you uh, should just rent a car and drive over yeah. here in South Dakota. I agree, but uh, uh, everybody's pulling for North Dakota State. Why that will be a home game? Number two, can you Ooh. imagine the amount of green and gold that's going to be in downtown South Carolina? I mean, those I guys agree, look yeah. for any any reason to get out of the Midwest cold and come south. I have heard about the North Dakota State fan base. So, I, you know, they'll treat it like a bowl game next week. So, uh, yeah, everybody's definitely – nobody wants to go to South Dakota if they don't have to. But uh, a nice home game against North Dakota State next weekend has a has – a, that would be big not only for Furman, it would be big for Greenville County. Yeah, has Greenville, North, downtown has North Dakota State ever played a game in the state of South Carolina? No, not that I know. And, uh, you know, they and, started off bad this year. They've gotten hot. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with Montana tonight. You know, they lost to Northern Arizona earlier this year. So they're beatable. The point is, the, Furman's got to handle the elements. Furman's got to handle uh, – the crowd in, in, in the work, I think they've been through the worst of it. If you guys will let me share, up in Western Carolina, I think it was four weeks ago, that's the roughest crowd I've seen in a while. They must come that's, down off the mountain. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. West Herman so was one of the biggest games, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always yeah. got up I, for that one. Can, <laughs> can, I, can I quickly interject? I, yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on this. Isn't that a dry campus? Oh, Western Carolina? It, yeah, I don't think they serve alcohol in the county, do they? The uh, county line not. is real close, JB. It's real yeah. close. It's well, short, it's Silva, it's Silva's, Silva's right there, right? You just go right, over yeah. to Silva, you, you get all liquored up, you come back to the game. Okay, I got it. Yeah, right. so, yeah, West, yeah. so Western Carolina, so, I'm sorry. We, we just, we, right. we just so the, the home side that, that I technically Furman's on has about six feet of yardage from the uh, – <laughs> from the sideline to the where the stadium. So Furman's kickers had to set up right in front of the band. And I have never seen somebody just lose their mind. Furman missed like three field goals, an extra point. I looked at Marcus and the, the sideline report. I was like, man, let's move this net down to the other end of the bench. That's the roughest crowd I've ever seen. And I've no offense. I've been everywhere. Uh, just, wow. I heard a ton of FUs and it wasn't for FU one time, FU two times, FU all the time. <laughs> Damn, those Catamount fans will get after it, boy. They, yeah, they, they don't play. Uh, that's funny. So, you know, the Furman's had some good road trips to get. You know, Western Carolina was a tough trip. Because uh, they were ranked 13th at the time, Sanford was hard. Yeah, you know, they were the returning Southern Conference champions, and they wanted that game because they got screwed last year at home against Sanford. So, you know, they wanted a big, bigger school, Kennesaw State. So that's my point. They're they're older. They're, as long as they don't get rattled in the first five minutes tonight. I expect to see a ball game into the fourth yeah. quarter. They played South Carolina tough for. I mean, hey. the, the end of the half got out of hand, but that was it. Yeah, you take. I was there. You take the last two minutes of the first half, and boy, there's some Carolina fans that were puckering up when it was fourteen to thirteen, 
and two minutes left in the first half. But of course, I you know, would that be a great win? Yeah. If Furman stayed in that game, it might have cost them twice uh, coming up because they, you know, they would have been beat up. So once it got out of hand, uh, Furman uh, Hendricks pulled the starters going, we can't get these guys hurt. No. Well, it sure has worked out because here yeah. they are, 10-2 and two with a chance tonight to pull a major upset out in Missoula, Montana. We'll be pulling for North Dakota State, the Bison, tomorrow yeah. if uh, Furman can get the win. Then the upstate next week would be the center of football here oh, in the Palmetto yeah. State, which would yep. be pretty neat. And it'd be nationally televised, too. Yeah. yeah, you know, last time Furman in Montana played was in Chattanooga about 20 years ago for the national championship. Yeah, that was so, Napier's loss, 13-6, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, something happened in that game. And I think Eddie, uh, Lewis Ivory got hurt. But uh, that was in Chattanooga. So every time Furman and uh, Chattanooga – excuse me, every time Furman and Montana get together, it's always a big game. Low-scoring win tonight for the Paladins. Fu, they 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 flipped the bird to the to the Montana folks out there uh, here on uh, December the eighth. Hey man, stay warm. We really appreciate you uh, checking in with us. Uh, I know we'll be seeing you here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, pull them through tonight. Make make sure they come back winners, and uh, we'll see where you head next week. Hey, listen, I, I'll do my best. Uh, you, you know, uh, nobody will know that I'm there covering Furman because I bought the biggest grayest puffiest jacket uh this week and thermal underwear and thermal socks and if you see somebody sweating on the sideline tonight it might very well be me <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes out for the uh for the uh, uh Chris, christmas story kid of Furman right. football uh, uh, listen, if y'all need me next week and they win from South Dakota or whatever, just let me know. But JC, yes. thank you for what you know you and Jamie and everybody else has done, and uh, Price and I are really excited. So we'll get that kicked off here in January. You got it, man. Have a have have a safe time and uh, enjoy the notorious PIG. I, I tell you, I, I really look forward to it. I'll send you some photos. Yes, do it. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Sturge. There you go, Mark Sturgis from Missoula. That's our first guest from the great state of Montana. Never ever had one, yeah. Uh, the next guest, though, is here in the Palmetto State. It is the end of the hour. We have got to step aside for a timeout. Another legend, right? We're going one legend to another today. Three legends. I mean, it's triple play. Upstate centered, too. Yeah, well, well, Phil's close. Yeah, Phil, Phil's, Phil's whole state center. Yeah, 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 but still, but he's one of our great partners. We're, we're touching all regions of the state today. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. This is a neat. This is a neat time of the year for football. The the, the FCS boys get a couple weeks to, to be in the spotlight, right? Army Navy gets a chance to be in the spotlight. The high school kids get a chance to be in the spotlight. Phil Cornblute, speaking of the high school kids, will join us next. The seventy six. Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl, the North-South game, otherwise, is what it's known as in Myrtle Beach. Airs on our app tomorrow. You can listen to it at noon, the Chief Sports app. Phil will tell you about it when we return. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. This holiday season, you can give a gift like never before. Hey guys, it's JB. Rescues and Resin produces custom-designed wood and resin products. From tables to wall art, 
coasters to cutting boards, and pretty much anything you can dream. Proud Gamecocks and veteran-owned, Dustin and Tabitha are creating products that will blow your family and friends away when they take the wrapping paper off this Christmas. Check them out in the Chief Sports app now to get your custom order in before it's too late. Rescues and Resin are also proud supporters of Carolina Rise and proud partners of the Chief Sports Network. Rescuesandresin at gmail.com or in the Chief Sports app is where you can find them. Change your gift-giving game today by ordering a custom design through our friends Tabitha and Dustin and Rescues and Resin. company is Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. We are based in Columbia, South Carolina, and we have two lines of sauces and a spice rub. I mean, when people try our product, they know it's a gourmet product, and it can go on any type of food. It's not surprisingly delicious. It's expectedly delicious. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down to Ohio, down to Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. (laughs) 
Finally, Friday, and it is December the 8th. Welcome back. Inside the Gamecocks, the show proudly served by Chicken Cock Whiskey and part of the Chief Sports app uh, and the Chief Sports Network, which is brought to you by Dixie Vodka. And I, we have a um, we have a uh, Christmas party this weekend that we host tomorrow, and we can't do, do it without Dick, Dixie Vodka and Chicken Cock Whiskey, so I just cannot thank so- my name close to thanksgiving because you had thanksgiving a couple weeks ago and now you've got this well you know we're just um we're pros at it i mean really we're we're you know we're just you know we're we're very talented party people come on party well we threw a christmas party one year and we haven't done it since (laughs) yeah it's uh it's it's and it's our it's so we were very smart about this by the way phil cornblut will be joining us here in just a second um and uh really excited to talk to him about tomorrow's game but um, but um, what we decided to do last year, we got a lot of great friends in our neighborhood. JC, you've been in our neighborhood, so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, you know, it's a neat neighborhood. And uh, so what we decided to do um, was uh, do a Christmas party for only the adults with no kids, and only do it for our friends in the neighborhood. So nobody has to drive; everybody can walk home or take their golf carts home. And uh, they don't have to deal with children. And we love our kids. We take our kids everywhere. I literally take my kids everywhere. But we decided one time a year we could figure out a way to do something without them. And uh, so last year it literally turned – I mean, it was the conversation for I don't even know how long, months. Literally months. Every time we'd see some, man, that party, I'm still hungover. Well, that's not good. So anyways, we decided, well, we'll just do it again. And I guess we have to keep doing it and um, give all the parents one night off during the holiday season. So that's what we do. And um, so – that's our party. How much, Jan? How much money do I spend? Well, I've got a contract with them, so you know, I, not oh, as this much is as pretty you affordable, think, too. But yeah, yeah I mean, look, my handle is only twenty nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, anyways, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Gamecock <laughs> traditions. So we've got great partners. Gamecock traditions, rescues and resin. Uh, Sandlapper Outdoors, right, JC? I mean, there's a lot of people that right now, it's it's that time. We're in the thick of it, right? We're in the thick of it. You got to be able to find something uh, for whoever it may be for Christmas. Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, as we mentioned, the Hall of Fame pack, carolinabarbecuesauce.com with their 
uh, and you can put in the discount code ITG23 and get some money off that. It's 10% off. Every little bit helps, and that's a good little deal. They'll deliver it to your door. But Gamecock Traditions, same deal. If you go to GamecockTraditions.com, you know, you will see so many of their incredible deals. If you can't get into the store in, in, Lex, in uh, Lexington, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, they will deliver it to your doorstep. It's the best place to buy Gamecock gear anyways. Standard shipping deadline is December 16th. Next day shipping deadline, December 18th. Uh, Santa's savings is what they're calling it right now. 50% off uh, select styles of stuff at, uh, at Gamecock Traditions in Columbia. Rescues and resin, all the custom stuff that you could possibly dream of there. I know they're directly involved with some Carolina Rise things. I'm sure JC can fill you in on that here in just a moment. Um, I mean, we're just we, – we love these guys, and we're really proud of them. And I can tell you, a nice handle or a nice bottle of, uh, of chicken cock probably wouldn't be too shabby this time of the year either uh, for somebody during the holiday season or some Dixie vodka or whatever it may be. So thanks to all these fine folks and what they do. Salsaritas gift cards are available for purchase, and you can always buy a new truck at Love Chevrolet and put a big ribbon on it. Everybody would love that without the payment, of course. So thanks to all of our amazing partners here at uh at uh inside the gamecocks the show and then also if you are a golfer out there we've got some excellent stuff from that standpoint meredith taylor everybody knows meredith uh meredith has gift cards right now if you go to mckellarenterprises.org you can give golf lessons like give a gift card for golf lessons this time of year we all need them especially if you're not playing in the winter you're gonna need one before you start swinging the sticks again right TravelingCountryClub.com. How about a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com? Get the lessons from Meredith. Go play golf with TravelingCountryClub.com. I got a deal for you, too. TravelingCountryClub.com. Big, steep discount on a membership, and the money goes to Carolina Rise. So, Yeah. Uh, uh, part, we, we have a golfer's elite package on the site that includes that membership, but I can break that out for you if you're interested. Uh, trust me, and it'll be worth every penny because you're saving all the money and also getting a discounted membership. Also, yeah. shout out to Nana's Porch because I was I woke up oh, in the middle yeah. of the night last night and I've been saying I've been, I've been I haven't been calling it by its official name. Like like if I were calling the the Rose Bowl, I'd be fired because I wasn't saying AT and T Rose Bowl, right? But it's the yeah. Nana's Porch chat box, the award winning Nana's Porch win. chat box. Also. Uh, around Charlotte-ish, anywhere in the state. I know he and Billy G kind of break the state up or whatever. Uh, don't forget Nana's. Those of you that were the Carolina Rise tailgate certainly know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a lot. You're talking about in Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah. The Nana's Porsche. Chat. The, uh, the Nana's Porsche. The buffet. Yeah, the the smorgasbord he rolled out that day. It was yeah. very delicious. <laughs> Ten. I've had somebody tell me the other day that, uh, and, and of course, the idea for that tailgate was it's a give back for the members. The 10 bucks we charged was just to kind of, I mean, somebody pays 10 bucks, they at least are going to show up. We had to have, get numbers, right? Um, but somebody told me the other day that's the best bargain they've ever gotten for $10. Oh, it was a steal. Yeah. You yep. got, yeah all you can drink, all you can eat, live music, entertainment, raffle giveaways. I mean, it was, uh, uh, it was something else. I lost my, uh, lost a pair of shoes there. You did yeah. at the tailgate, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't that I was. I mean, you guys remember I was one of. The, I was on the more common in that day, but uh, I had a bag of stuff, and somehow during the cleanup, somebody snatched it or something. So oh, well, holding chair and 
Only a small chair. amount of blood. And then and a little we all lost some dignity that night. One way or the other, we all did. So that what that wasn't my fault. No. It wasn't. No, you, you were fine. Jack. No, not at all. Well, I didn't play the game is what I'm getting at. No. I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I, you yeah. know. But then the whole drama going on on my row was crazy. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and I mean, and it wasn't it, it wasn't like it was a bunch of college kids either. It was a bunch of people our age mm-hmm. just showing their ass. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the most lighthearted part was when Dina, uh, Phil's wife, and, and Nat, my fiance, I think they played some uh, Naughty by Nature or something. They stood up and started <laughs> dancing. That was the most fun part. Otherwise, it was like you could cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> Sit down, down in front. You yeah. spilled a beer on me. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was, it was, uh, I, I was like, that's why I don't, that's why I don't like to go into games. I just don't, I can't stand it, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And, and please, like, like Meredith uh, is talking to, in the Nanosports chat box. Uh, her gift cards are awesome. Give the gift of golf. Uh, and like I said, and if you're interested in that, oh. um, uh, country club thing, um, hey, uh, traveling country club, let me know. Um, send an email to inside the gamecocks at gmail.com and I can, I can hook you up with that. You're talking a significant amount of savings and you get to support NIL, uh, by signing up. And it's the, it's the gift that keeps on giving Clark <laughs> because it lasts a year. That's right. <laughs> Uh, again, if you're uh, going to be watching, uh, well, you should, we, everybody should be watching army Navy, uh, tomorrow, let us know who you're pulling for. We had tons of you earlier in the program. I know we've obviously had a lot going on since then. Um, lots of really neat stories as to why you pull for one or the other, and you can share those stories in the nanosports chat box, or you can text them to us at 803-766-6320. We were able to read a few of those earlier off of the text line as well. Uh, and, uh, did get, um, just a few moments ago, there was a text in here that I wanted to make sure that I read. There it is. Uh, do you think coaches are going to keep going after FCS players after situations like Mario and juice, they take a chance on them, they get some spotlight and then they leave. It just seems like there's no loyalty anymore or gratitude for that matter. Also losing juice might be addition by subtraction in my opinion. Thanks guys for what you do. Hey, that's not a bad question. I, I understand where that situation is coming from. I do think that they'll continue to attack the FCS level as long as it's a player who can play, obviously, and that fits. I mean, I don't think you can control the future anymore. Like, you you, you used to be able to have a little bit of control over that, and um, you don't. I mean, you just never know when it's going to change. So you've got to go find if, – if they're good kids, you feel like they're good kids – um, and they're good players, then you got to go attack them and, and you got to go get them. And if you get them and they leave after a year, it's just kind of the world that we're living in. But I certainly understand the question, no doubt about it. And then you've got other guys who, you know, those are those are a couple of examples of situations that, that really worked out for one year, but not, not longer. There's going to be situations, and there are situations around the country and at South Carolina and elsewhere of guys who will be able to come in and, and it'll and it'll work out in the long run instead of just one season. So, fair question. Appreciate the question. Understand it, but I don't think it will prevent uh, this this um, this coaching staff or anybody else from uh, attacking guys at that level. And please look around at what what's happening in other schools, and don't 
you know, I, I think the problem around here is everybody's attaching everything to losing Juice Wells and Mario Anderson and acting like it happens every day. It doesn't. I'll tell you right now, both of those situations will not happen every year individually. Um, Juice should not even be here right now. I mean, he should be getting ready for the draft. So that's part of it that makes it unique. Um, and he's not here. Uh, and then Mario, look, man. Sometimes you got to play a little money ball, right? I mean, it's, yeah. I, I just, uh, I love Mario Anderson. I think it's a great story. I'm not surprised Oklahoma offered him. I don't know if that's where he'll end up or not. Um, but you know what? South Carolina has greater needs beyond Mario Anderson in the running back room, and you have to go take care of the room as a whole. And as long as the room as a whole turns out better, then – Wish Mario the best of luck and move on. Uh, you know, I, I th- and I also think there there were different. There's a different mindset with those two guys too. I think one is a very, I don't want to say selfish mindset, but more of a head in the clouds kind of mindset about a lot. And then one is a very grounded, you know, need to kind of take care of some things. No offense, we love you, but we need to go take care of some things. And if I can go do this, whether that's right or wrong, uh, I'm going to go do it mindset. So always keep in mind, too, these are individual human beings we're dealing with. Um, we Everybody's elated that, you know, the kid from Texas A&M is visiting. Well, that's defensive lineman number two that was part of that uh, very well compensated class out there. And, you know, they're walking away. You know, um, Clemson had Andrew uh, Clemson built Andrew Mabuku. There's Makuba. no question about it. Makuba, Makuba. Yeah. He, he was a, what he was a guy they really liked. Like Clemson liked him better than any other school recruiting him. And he, he was on, um, you know, he, he, they built him. So well, now he's gone. Yeah. Bye. That's where we you are. Know? That's yep. just kind of, I mean, look, it's how, how it goes. So, uh, and Carolina's in a lot better shape attrition-wise than a lot of schools. So I'll take that, and then we'll get to break. We will step aside. Phil Kornblut is standing by, and when we return, he'll be in. Tomorrow is the 76th Touchstone Energy Cooperatives North-South Bowl up in Myrtle Beach. Some of the best players in the state of South Carolina will be competing. We'll have it on the Chief Sports app. Phil Kornblut will fill us in. That and more here on ITG when we return. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Coach O here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer, just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks. This break is presented by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, the state newspaper's 2023 winner for best catering, best barbecue, and best food truck. Visit BillyG'sCarolinaBarbecue.com for all of your catering needs. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. At the end of that bumper there, that actually was not uh, Santa Claus. That was uh, Shane Beamer dressed up as Santa Claus reading the transfer portal list. <laughs> <laughs> it's naughty and nice list. Shane's making the list, checking it twice. <laughs> we, we got to, we got the, the legendary Phil Cornblit in here. He probably agreed. We could probably tell you who's on the naughty list uh, on Shane Beaver's naughty list if we're, if we're all <laughs> guesstimating here uh, as we get closer to the holidays. But uh, tomorrow is the uh, 76th annual Touchstone Energy Bowl in Myrtle Beach. And um, the, the North-South game is what it's uh, most commonly referred to around here. And uh, really looking forward to this. You'll be able to listen to it live on the Chief Sports app, as you can listen to Sports Talk Live every day on the Chief Sports app at 6 o'clock. And this is a full-circle moment. Uh, the, one of the leading voices in the history of sports in this state, uh, Phil Cornblut, who we all look up to, has uh, been kind enough to join us to preview the game tomorrow and talk a little bit about it. Phil, I'm glad to see you. Phil, un- uh, my Phil, uh, if you'll unmute him for us here. Uh, man, we're glad to see you. Glad to have you, and appreciate you, you making some time for us. Unmute yourself, there, Phil. Yeah, oh. got you, got you. There okay. we are. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, it's good to see everybody. And uh, gosh, you embarrass me with those kind of words because uh, I am nowhere near that level. But uh, just happy to be here and uh, happy to be uh, involved with the All Star Game uh, once again. I think in 
one way or another been involved with this all-star game since the 1980s. I was asking Don Williams, the godfather of sports talk the other day, when did we start doing this game? Cause I remember working behind the scenes and he was the play by play guy. Uh, he really couldn't remember, but it was back in the 1980s, I believe. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to see it grow, find a steady home in Myrtle beach. And now with Scott early, taking over as the executive director of the South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association. I think you're going to see uh, a lot of development with this game, maybe something with the Shrine Bowl in the near future. That would be kind of cool and just continued growth. So we're just very excited about what these guys are doing. That's really interesting, Phil. You know, nobody's more tied into all this than you are. And JC mentioned it earlier, you know, the Shrine Bowl has kind of had some hiccups and, um, you know, this state loves high school football, as we all know, and there's so many neat small towns that that's that's their thing, and there's other towns that um, it's it I wouldn't call it their thing, but they certainly love it, and they're trying to kind of restructure it and get it going again, and and I and I felt for a while like you know there probably needs to be a little bit more of an emphasis on 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 getting these things together somehow and making it a big 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 deal. So, I mean, so you're telling us that we, we've got some good stuff maybe to look forward to here in the near future. I think so. I think some things are in the works right now. You know, the Shrine Bowl has struggled financially uh, and in other ways. It's um, it's still a great game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they do get the first pick of the players in the state every year. And I think the idea, the concept of a South Carolina versus North Carolina thing is still really good. And they just had some management issues. Um, I'm not privy to all the details, to be honest with you, but sure. I think that uh, if they could use some some fresh ideas, some 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 outside leadership, and the Shriners themselves have tried to run that game uh, for all these years. And for them, it's, it has been just like a celebration and a big party, the culmination of their national um, – fund drive for supporting their children's hospitals, which we all know is a great, great cause. And and they do great work with that. Um, But I think sometimes uh, fresh eyes, outside ideas, a new concept uh, can be good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Myrtle Beach, of course, is a destination town. It's a place that has opened its uh, arms to these uh, kind of events. They've got the, uh, they've got the, the lodging, they've got the restaurants, they've got the entertainment. I'll tell you, the kids that play in this game, they have a great time. Now, they've shortened the week. It used to be players would arrive on Sunday, practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a little bit on Friday, play the game on Saturday. Now, coming out of COVID, they shortened the week where players arrive on Tuesday, practice. They only have, really, Wednesday, Thursday, practice a little bit this morning then a walk through this afternoon. So there's not a lot of practice involved. So, but they feed them well. Uh, they entertain them. Last night, the players went to top golf and hit golf balls for a couple of hours. At the same time, they had a big sponsors dinner in downtown Myrtle beach where I saw a bunch of people, coaches were there. Um, so they've got something planned for the kids every night. And so I think if, if the uh, if something were to happen, Shrine Bowl and this game were to come together in some fashion, move everything down here to the beach, I think you'd see a week-long celebration of high school football in South Carolina like you've never seen before. 
Man, that would be awesome. I got, I've got to interrupt all this uh, because our, our our man Bill Goss is in the Nana Sports chat box, oh. and Bill said Bill was a PE center legend basketball player. Never met a shot he didn't like. <laughs> oh, well, kettle calling the pot. <laughs> oh, Billy G, man. <laughs> oh, hey, let me tell you a story. Tell you a story about Billy G. Love Billy G. You know that. We all love him and his wife. Um, but back in the day, in, um, gosh, the 1990s, maybe, 2000, early 2000s, we did a Saturday morning. We had a, a sponsorship with Billy G's on Sports Talk. This is when they first opened. They had Palmettos down the street on Lincoln, and they had Billy G's on the corner of Lincoln and Gervais. So part of our deal was for Chuck Reedy and I to do a Saturday morning college football preview from Billy G's, but not just from Billy G's on the street. So we would set up <laughs> – and this was early in the days when the ability to broadcast through a single phone line with really good quality was just coming into vogue. So we were just getting this new equipment, this new Comrex equipment, kind of breaking it in. Still didn't work very well. But here, 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning in, fi in, in the Vista, imagine that. Here's Chuck Reedy and I setting up a table on the corner of Lincoln and Gervais Billy lived upstairs above Billy G's. We'd have to throw rocks at his window to wake him up so we could get the phone lines up to his his room up there so he could plug us in so we could do the show. And, you know, first of all, nobody was listening. And second of all, uh, city buses were turning right in front of us and just covering us with diesel smoke oh, as no. they made the turn. <laughs> and this was in all kind of weather, you know, uh, September, nice October, November, not so nice, but it was a great experience. We, we enjoyed Billy was great. Super. What a, what a great job he did with Billy G's and that group. And, um, and of course now he's gone into the barbecue catering business where I think he's second to none. Hey, you, boy, you got that right. Here's a quick plug for him. CarolinaBarbecueSauce.com for anybody that wants to order the stocking stuffers this year, the Hall of Fame pack with two sauces and the seasoning. We, we're going to use the, uh, well, I'm calling it seasoning for the sake of that. The rub is really what it is. Rub. We're using the rub on some shrimp tomorrow. I put, that, I put, put it, it on Christmas everything. It, put it, we put it on broccoli it, and everything. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. Um, <laughs> it's and, and, and those are the days before the Vista was what it became. Yeah, so, the Vista you know, wasn't the Vista then. <laughs> it, it, it was not, yeah, that wasn't really the Vista. Oh, it was man, more like just a, a crappy hey, part of Columbia. Hey, wake up, <laughs> man. You know, it's a, I've been there. Hey, man, well, when Bobby Harton and I used to do Carolina game day, it started at 7 a.m. Uh, down there at uh, TLC Sports Bar. And, and you were like, is anybody really listening to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody's listening, right? We and we we, we see a few remnants from Friday night roaming around uh, the Vista when we got there. You know, I'd get there five thirty in the morning after doing the high school scoreboard the night before. You know, yep. I I was in a uh, I was pretty much in a walking coma uh, <laughs> most of those most of those mornings, but it was great experience. And the the best part was working with Chuck Reedy, who is fantastic uh, both as a coach and providing analysis on football. So that was a great learning experience for me. 
Well, uh, speaking of coaches, there's a lot of good ones in the North-South game this week, Phil. I, good to see my, my guy Denny McDaniel in there on the South staff as well. I love Denny and, and what he's oh, done. And I, um, I met him last night. Funny you should mention him. This guy comes walking by with this huge beard. <laughs> and I stopped him. I said, Coach, I said, what's your name? You know, And he said, I'm Denny McDaniel, head coach at Stratford. I said, Awesome, man. Awesome. And Ray Stackley knew him for years. I said, the beard. I mean, that thing is awesome. He said, yeah. He said, I, you know, the wife likes it. And uh, what did he say? I, I think I'm going to let it grow. I'm not going to cut it till I win a region championship or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's like, uh, he's one of those, um, he's one of those tweener coaches, you know, who's got, cause he, he, he was developed under coach Hayes under Bob. When he when we were when I was at Wando, and um, so you've got that old school structure. Yeah, you know, you remember Coach Hayes. You know, he was hey, how you doing? You know, very structured, right? And then, but then Den- Denny's got the swag to him. So like, you know, it's that is that that new era of co- kind of like Corey Helms at Cardinal hmm. Newman. He cuts the sleeves off, you know, but he's got some of the old school in him. But he's the tough. Like I take my sleeves off because it's cold, but it's just a mental block. Like it's. It's not cold. It's 20 degrees, but no, it's not cold. It's because you think it's cold, but then they've got that swag in them. Denny's one of those guys. He, it, It's a neat guy to play for. My first time meeting him last night, he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. And we reminisced for a few minutes about Ray Stackley, who I really admired as a, as a coach. So sounds like he's going to do a, a really good job there. And, and it sounds That's like awesome. to me with the turnover of high school coaches in that part of the state, They've got a lot of new, young, fresh head coaches with with new ideas. And, you know, with this era of football and how things have changed, I mean, you really kind of got to go in that direction in a lot of ways. Hey, boy, you got that right. Wando's set to make a hire here very soon as well. Um, this this game tomorrow, it, what about the talent in this game? You've covered all these kids this year. I mean, I, I don't know that you could list every one on both rosters. That's That'd be tough to do, but mm. – uh, the, the type of talent that, that anybody that goes to the game or that's listening tomorrow on the Chief Sports app at noon, um, what type of talent are they going to be watch, seeing or, or listening to? Yeah. I mean, it's good talent. This is not not going to try to fool you. This isn't a talent loaded, a, a game loaded with uh, high major D1 players. You know, um, I don't think there's very many players in this game who will go on to play college football. Most of them will be playing their final organized football game tomorrow. I mean, some will, will go on to um, uh, mostly FCS or Division II level, those that do play at the next level. But it's good. It's still good football. We've had a number of changes on the roster this year because of um, injuries and illness. Some guys got sick when they first got here. They either came sick or they got sick. They had to go home. The South rosters had a pretty fair number of changes this week and after and they didn't they didn't replace him the only guy they replaced well they did bring in a a big offensive lineman this kid is his name is uh his last name is sumter dakari sumter i was gonna ask you about him yeah i I saw that six seven three ninety six is that real was I covering my face just then? Sorry about that. It's a, it's okay. okay. I'm not I'm not is he really (laughs) six seven three hundred and ninety six pounds? Yeah he's close well, oh. actually, actually, they list him at he he checked in it. This is what they gave me six seven three forty seven, but 
he casts a shadow over everybody he stands next to. I mean, he is he's he's massive. Okay. And, maybe that's uh, a, maybe that's a typo then on the website because they've got him at three ninety six. I I couldn't yeah believe that Phil three forty six. You could shed fifty six during the season if you if you start three ninety six in August. <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot of water weight, but you can get it off. I guess if you're six seven carrying around four hundred pounds, that's different from being right. Yeah. You know, he spreads it out pretty well. He's massive. He's massive. Um, so that was one of the changes. They also had to bring in a center. Their center from the North team, who was from Gaffney, got hurt. So they had to bring in. They didn't have anybody else who could play center. Oh. So they had to go up and get a center from Westside. And they liked him because he, he was still in football shape, having just played for and winning a state championship mm-hmm. yeah. last weekend. So they they brought him in. Um, one one that caught my eye too was for the South. They had to replace their kicker because their kicker got hurt. Sam Crocker was their kicker, and they brought in a kid uh, last name Klein from Chapin. Okay, and, and he caught my attention because he's going to Western Carolina to play golf. He's a oh. plus three. He's a plus three. I said, "What's your handicap?" He said, "I'm a plus three. I said, "I hate you already." Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with you. This guy probably hits it. He, he's about he's about five. Well, he said he's six feet. He's about five eleven. He probably hits it about three hundred and seventy five yards right down oh. the middle. You know, man. If you're a plus three, that's what you're doing. That's no that's crazy, dude. Yeah, what a what a jerk. You know, come on, man. You know, you don't walk <laughs> in at eighteen years old and tell me you're a plus three handicap. That's that's not how we do things around here. I uh, know. Um, not in my world. <laughs> yeah, no. Are, do you, is there anybody that you've been, that, that's on either one of these rosters? I know you mentioned a lot of them for that. This will kind of be their swan song. It'll be an emotional day playing their last high school football game, but quite an honor to go out to at least. Um, mm-hmm. But is there anybody that that maybe um, is is on the verge of going to play some college football, or maybe this game could help them potentially do that? That, that that's on your list of guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, but by the way, let me correct something. The center that got hurt, he was from Great Collegiate, JT Soul. He was from uh, Great Collegiate. So I want to get that right. Um, Chase Bird, wide receiver, probably heard of him, out of Greer, going to Clemson as a preferred walk-on. He just got that done in the last uh, week or so. Uh, So that that would be one that um, has got, obviously, uh, you know, Clemson, and, and people I've talked to kind of see him as a guy that can go there and and play. He's 5'10", 173, can kind of play in that slot. Everybody, of course, you know when you go to Clemson, preferred walk-on in that position, they compare you to Hunter Renfro, which is probably totally unfair. Yeah, um, But he's he's a good player. He's a good player. Um, let's see, Zai Offered from uh, Gray Collegiate – I believe is one who's moving on to the next level as well. Got to go back and go through my notes and check on some of these guys and where they may have committed to at this point. Uh, again, it's not um, it's not a game uh, loaded with guys who play yeah. on the next level. You know, just good high school players getting a chance to play one more game in their in their high school careers and uh, be out in front of the family and the friends. And uh, what's really nice is all the head coaches of the players uh, come in when they do the uh, introductions prior to the game, the head coaches for each player on the field with them, along with their, with their parents. 
So they do a really nice job of recognizing people in that way. So it's a, it's a good atmosphere. I expect tomorrow the weather is going to be terrific. I think we're talking about mid-60s, might even touch 70. So it's going to be a uh, that kind of day at the beach where people want to come on down, uh, take in a little football, and then go enjoy yourself. Zai Offered, that, that's, that's Willie Offered's son, right? Zai that's Offered. Great. Yeah. Good player. Really mm-hmm. good player. Willie, Willie Bruce, was a good player. Bruce Nobler, Furman commit from Greenville, the loaded Greenville High School Red Raiders, who I still okay. can't believe all these Greenville schools are loaded because I left the state 15 years. I come back, Greenville County is the center of power. <laughs> so this is from uh, I, I don't know if this he is, is from Spartanburg. Mom. I'm like that makes me mad. <laughs> you know? I don't know, Kathy, if you're his mom or related to him or somehow, but but we appreciate you certainly uh, dropping his name in there. I'm glad you did that. That's, yeah, that's good I to keep wanted, an eye on. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention that. But yeah, uh, Greenville schools just are getting better and better. Uh, Phil, it just seems like the growth in that area, and I know I know Horry County's growing a lot too. I, I, I read that's the Probably the fastest Myrtle Beach is the fastest growing town in the state. Mm-hmm. Monk's Corner is the second fastest. Well, I was told uh, last night by one of the coaches that uh, when they get to um, realignment and all that, that it, it, it start and you know, get the next count of students. Carolina Forest might very well be the largest school in the state enrollment wow. wise. Yeah, I think Carolina Wanda has, Forest. Yeah. This is yeah, it's right there where, where Waccamaw Pottery used to be. I don't know if yeah. going into you, you probably never went into Myrtle Beach that way, but it's between Conway mm-hmm. and the beach, and it used to not exist. It was Myrtle Beach, Sockesty, Conway. Yeah, and they got it. They, Carolina Forest is like that whole area right there, yeah. heading toward Conway. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you can. I think Wando has been like the the largest in the state. White uh, Wando, or maybe Dorman at, at one time. Yeah. Um, but you're Beckham's right. This area is. It's exploding. Obviously, a lot of retirees are moving down here. I don't know, you know, who's bringing kids with them like that, but there's a lot of retirees uh, moving in down this way. Uh, present company excluded from that, by the way. Um, not there. Might look it. Might sound it. Might act like it. I ain't there yet. <laughs> you burn up the road too much, Phil, to be considered anything near a retiree, man. You know, Phil, I've always wanted to ask you, how many Phil Cornblutes are there? Because I, I can't figure out how you cover every corner of everything. Well, area. look, only one it, Phil. It's okay. only it's always been my belief. You know, I was hired by Don Williams at the network in 1984, and my job was to cover Clemson because Don was with the Gamecocks. We had the Gamecocks for 12 years on our network. And so Don was with the Gamecocks. I was hired to do um, sports cast and cover recruiting and cover Clemson. So I was up at Clemson uh, every week, sometimes two times a week, sometimes three if they had something going on. So our belief then and my belief still today is cover things. If I ever reach the point where I don't want to cover things, then I will, you know, hang it up. I just I believe in going to games. I believe in covering teams. I believe you learn more about players and coaches by being there in person and actually seeing expressions and seeing what happens behind the scenes. So that's always kind of been my, my, my driving influence. So yeah, up, up and down. I, I was thinking the other day, uh, uh, beginning of this football season, because um, yeah, it's 40 years of sports talk, um, 40 years of being in the business uh, that uh, I probably made over 800 trips to Clemson from uh, Columbia. So, well, I figure I figure about 20 
between football press conferences, games, basketball games, other press conferences, baseball games, uh, about 20 times a year. So, you know. You probably started going up there, Phil, before they built the bypass, right? Like the, uh, the Southern Connector? Oh, I, yeah. I'm oh, not, yeah. Hey, hey, listen, man. I ain't paying $6 for that needless <laughs> shortcut. All right. $12 each way. You're out of your, uh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> hey, my mother lives out toward there. She feels the same way. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not, but uh, yeah. So, wow. So you I'm don't a, take it anyway. I'm a 385. Get... I'm a 385 to 85. Now, now that they have made, that a very smooth interchange you know i'm a 385 to 85 guy yeah you know? they they fixed it finally just don't get yeah. off of woodruff road whatever you do no that's awful um, you're right and i'll tell you i'll tell you this our audience out there some of you that uh may not have been around for a long time there would be no jc sherbert if there weren't a phil cornblue uh, yeah and that's, that's a scary that's thought. the truth that's the truth though because <laughs> you know how i learned about like my passion for recruiting was listening to phil's recruiting report every night there was no mm-hmm. internet <laughs> yep uh in spartanburg i had to like take a coat hanger and touch the am radio to get <laughs> sports talk on spa because there's yeah. no game there's no gamecock coverage up there at all because yeah. uh, uh whatever the clemson station was drowned everybody out and you you were forced to listen to the tiger tailgate show because the gamecocks were on this am station or whatever but i always try to catch it and man it just got you fired up uh you know and it, and it connected it connected me to the sport longer than just the season. And, uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, when I look back that, that love recruiting and that have gotten into the business, you know, owe you a a debt of gratitude, Phil. I mean, I've had a well, long thank career. You. I don't you know. know. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, I don't claim any responsibility for the crazy <laughs> thing about recruiting coverage and all that. I, <laughs> I'm just barely hanging on, man, because uh, the the websites, as you well know, the websites own own that side of things. Now, um, you know, I, I fell into it accidentally, uh, sort of, when I was an intern at WIS Radio, and Bill Wagey was my boss, and he started to make um, a call here, a call there about uh, a high school player here or there. I remember one of my first assignments with him when I was an intern was to check on this lineman out of. Um, Charlotte that South Carolina was recruiting. He ended up going to LSU, I believe. So, you know, it was just a, a little bit here, a little bit there. It, it, it hit me that it was for real when I went to work in Greenville in about 1982 and uh, worked with a guy named Jeff Charles, the late Jeff Charles, who um, was Furman's play-by-play guy, uh, uh, Virginia Tech, and then East Carolina before his death. And um, but I was doing sportscast up there and I started uh, adding recruiting information to my sportscast. And all of a sudden, people started calling our station asking for me. <laughs> and I'm like, I was nobody. I mean, I'm still nobody. But I mean, I was really nobody uh, that brought nothing to the table. And this guy, you know, people say, hey, did you say so and so? Have you heard? What have you heard? I'm like, these people are really interested in this stuff. And just started from there. And then when I got to the network in 84, you know, they gave me the credit card to make any phone call you need to make. Cause back then, you know, you had to make long distance, long remember distance long calls, distance yeah. calls. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they said, Hey man. And I mean, my phone bill was huge. Um, but I made the calls, I made the calls and, uh, we started doing the, um, 
the Sunday uh, Sunday recruiting night show. recruiting show. Yeah, yeah. after yeah. visits and yeah, and after it, visits. It, yeah, and it's just you know. Uh, the, uh, honestly, the website's it's still a hub of information, obviously, probably because of the community. But uh, recruiting's even changed since the website days, like the mid-2000s when I think it was at its peak because social media now tells you so much. Yeah. And, and then th- there's, a, there's a lot of misinformation out there uh, on top of that. Um, I'm part of that. And, well, it's not necessarily you. I mean, everybody. I mean, it's like I don't you know, know how you, you can't get it all right anymore. These kids man. these days, no. they will straight up tell you. Like, I mean, it, it it's tough, and so, but but I, I still think that you know, there's something to be said for good old fashioned reporting. Uh, I, I still think that you know you still report with the best of them and stuff like that, and it, it you know, and I think a lot of times, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the passion that I ended up developing for it that was the root of it. Cause it, n- it never left me, you know, after, you know, the whole time I've ever been a college football fan and they asked me in 2004 to come to rivals and cover recruiting. And I, they didn't have to ask me twice. I was like, yeah. that's, that's what I want to do. I didn't really want to be a high school beat writer or college beat writer. Um, I don't think I'm cut out for that. Unlike you, Phil, I don't like press boxes. Mm. So uh, I don't like the stands either anymore, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been tremendous, and it's just fascinating to kind of learn where the roots of all that, uh, all of us here now, where those roots grew from. Yeah, well, uh, you know, back then it was just me and a handful of guys. Alan Wallace was doing super prep out in California. Um, there were a couple of guys in Dallas who were doing some things, um, and, and there was a few other guys here or there, and we had our own little network of communication by phone back then. You know, I'd call these guys every day or they would call me. Hey, what do you got? What are you hearing? Here's what I've got. I'll sh-. You know, we shared everything because we're in different parts of the world. Alan Wallace with Super Prep was really about the first one. Maybe Max Enfinger as well. They kind of nationalized it and tried to do an entire national coverage uh, with their magazines and uh, things like that. Um but it's changed so much. I don't know what a day for me would be like if I didn't make a recruiting call. It's just second nature. It's like breathing. You know, it's just something that I've done every day for 40 something years. Um, it's, it's, uh, but I do want to say that with, you know, insiders, see, I'm not an insider. I had to make a decision. I was, I guess you could, uh, maybe I was an insider before they called them insiders. I was one of those guys who had relationships with coaches on staffs. Um, I used to, you know, bleed them for everything I could get out of them for information, you know, and I, and I had good relationships. I mean, you know, I, I could call Tommy West when he was the head coach at Clemson, I could call Tommy West and uh, in his office directly into his office. And uh, I'd get the lowdown on every player they were recruiting. And then I would do my work. I'd follow up um, various coordinators at South Carolina, recruiting coordinators, same thing. So I had those relationships, but when I, when I became the, the host of, of sports talk uh, and realized that in my mind, uh, I was in a position where I had to be, um, I had to be uh, fair in my evaluations and opinions, but sometimes that involves criticism that involves not saying such nice things. Then I realized I had to cut off all of that because I'd be a hypocrite. Um, in fact, I was a hypocrite for a while and a coach called me out on it. And I said, you know what? You're right. How can I sit here and, 
say something critical about you guys, your program, your team. On the other hand, you're feeding me information. So I cut that. I had to cut that out years ago so that I am an out, an outsider. Um, but I have the freedom to say whatever I want to say. I'm not owing to anybody. Nobody's providing me with anything. So I don't owe anybody anything. So for me, that works, that works internally. And I think, I hope it works as far as what we do on the show, because I hope people know that, um, when I offer an opinion, it's not because I'm, I'm, you know, connected here. I'm not connected to anybody and I'm not afraid to say it. I am not connected to, to anybody. And I prefer it that way. Um, anything I get in recruiting, if I'm not re-reporting what JC is reporting or the, or, or the, or the, Game, Gamecock Central or Tiger Illustrated, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe in putting the information out there for people who read my site or listen to us. I'm not trying to be the guy that uh, holds on to all the information. If somebody's got something, I'm going to report it and give them credit. Um, but everything else that I get, you know, has to come from the player or the player's coach. You know, I just had to, I had to do that to be able to do a, to be a host of a show free and clear of everything else in, in my mind. I think that is incredibly fair. And uh, you've done it, done it this long. I think you've done it well enough uh, over the years. I got a question for you here from somebody. They wanted you to name the greatest recruit that you've ever, ever covered. <laughs> is it the, gra- the greatest? How do you describe, how do you define great? Well, certainly yeah. Clowney, uh, Lattimore, um, you know, Sidney Rice, um, uh, yeah. Stephen Davis. You could, you could Steven, ask that question a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, maybe the mo- maybe the most interesting recruit, William that ever Perry. William yeah. Perry. Um, I mean, thinking all the Clemson guys that have come through, um, Deshaun yeah. Watson, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, those guys. You know, again, the national guys as the as the recruiting landscape has changed and the coverage has changed. Me. I I have no opportunity to quote unquote cover guys of that level anymore. They don't talk to people like me. I, I hardly ever get. They don't talk to anybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. they definitely don't talk to me. Um, they, you know, um, getting guys on the phone or to c- communicate with you now is uh, that that is probably the most difficult you know aspect of it Poor now is getting getting yeah. guys to talk to you because. You know, they're cutting – I think my perception is they're, they're cutting deals with um, the recruiting networks. Who's going to make your announcement? Whose show are you going to go on to do your announcement? And my guess is they're sort of like, hey, now you got you got to limit who you talk to. you got to preserve your information for us. We're going to be the ones to put your – to do your, your announcement. So we want to be the ones to have it. Makes it a little more difficult. But, guys, there have been so many great players at all kind of different levels – that we've covered over the years. I don't know that I could put my Roscoe Crosby was unbelievable. Todd Ellis, the, the day that Todd tell Ellis us, announced. Tell us the Todd Ellis story. Cause uh, Keith also told me this many times about, uh, cause Todd was the number one player. A lot of people had him number one overall. Well, Todd, that, that saga was the one that convinced my, my bosses that there's this crazy group of fans out there die hard, but, but, highly vocal and highly emotional and highly involved group of fans who love recruiting and it was worth the investment. So this would have been 85 
After the 84 season, the Gamecocks were riding high. They had this quarterback on their board named Todd Ellis out of Greensboro Page. He was, you know, one or two or three in the country among quarterbacks, and South Carolina was in the hunt, and Stanford and NC State and North Carolina. I mean, he could have gone anywhere in the country, obviously. And so it came down to, I guess it was signing day that, that particular year. I don't think he had a – maybe he had some kind of a separate announcement. But, I mean, our offices, the phones in our offices, and I guess we had six or seven lines in the network offices at that time between sales and news and front office, for, for 12 hours, flooded. Flooded. I mean, from 7 a.m. through the show that night, you could not get through. And the salespeople were pissed. And the they're like, what's going on? Why are all these people calling? And all they wanted to know was one thing. Where's Todd Ellis going? And, and it just got to the point where people answered the phone, just went South Carolina and hung up. South Carolina and hung up over and over again. And that led to uh, my boss's Clark Newsom at the time to put in an 800 number. And we started recording recruiting reports and putting it on these devices called carts that would replay, replay, replay. You call the 800 number, it would automatically fire that cart and you would hear the, and we didn't charge anything. This is before people were making money off of it, Mm -hmm. but this was to alleviate everybody calling into our office and tying up the phone lines for days on end. And <laughs> that's crazy. Started this, and it all started with Todd right. Ellis because he was God. the he was the big guy at that time when it was just getting rolling. Have you ever told him that? He doesn't speak to me. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> well, back in the day, I may have told him way back in the day, but we haven't uh, had a conversation in a long time. Well, I, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I don't Whatever. think I've had one conversation with that guy. No, let me I, say, I, you know, listen, uh, Todd, well, I, listen, I've had to say it on my show. I mean, I'm not a fan of his play-by-play, but that's just me. But he's a nice – he's a good enough person. He's a good guy. I'm not criticizing him in any way about that. But just when it, when it has come up in the past, I had I had to be honest and, and give my own honest appraisal. As somebody who I, – I kind of consider myself – I've never done play-by-play on a regular basis – but I consider myself kind of an aficionado of good play-by-play. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. I think, well, from listening to it for all these years and listening to it with a critical ear, you know, I think I know good from not so good. Yeah, we do too, Phil. We agree. Kind of like talk show hosts. I know good from not so good. No doubt. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a a contest earlier for the – the most handsome get, uh, uh, host of this program. Uh, you want? Do you want to rank the best to worst? <laughs> you no, know, I, yeah. I got to go uh, with my man Phil. Anybody named I mean, Phil? Right. So. I, I mean, I've got the end there. I don't. Wait, know oh, really, see, I, you I have won shot, both of these the contests. The I don't get it, Phil. He's a silent assassin. Yeah. Hey, we, we got to stick to together, to, yo. Well, we number gotta... one, he doesn't have a double chin, so that's a good start. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Right, oh, man. About it. And neither do you, Jamie, as I look at the uh, the four pictures. Uh, that leaves uh, you know, JC and me. Phil, Phil's seen me lately, so, yeah, he knows. He knows. There's, 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 there's no profile shots in this All right, thing, so. somebody, somebody dial up Morgan. Get Morgan in here. I know he wants to be in the contest. He's 
He, we can't let oh, him. That's not fair. He's on TV. Mike's on <laughs> TV. We can't. We can't. Yeah. We can't. He's, he's the only that. one of us five that put on puts on makeup. He's the only guy I know that wears makeup. He's got so. personal groomers too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's really. right. On. All right, I'm gonna go get my hair done now. Come on, Mikey. <laughs> Give me a taco and do my hair. <laughs> I think I think he's actually traveling today to where's he, he is. going? Baton Rouge. Calling some or? basketball. Baton yeah. Rouge, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, Phil, tomorrow at uh, noon on yep. the uh, Chief Sports app, uh, for anybody that uh, doesn't have a local market, and even if you do, it's that easy. If your phone's in your pocket, if you're in your car, you can stream it right to your car, and you can listen live through our app. Uh, they'll be on the call. Uh, does coverage begin at noon, or will it begin prior to? Noon. Noon is when okay. we begin the broadcast, kickoffs at 1230, and don't forget, at halftime, it's the announcement of Mr. Football. That's right. South I was just Carolina. about to ask cool. you about that. Mm-hmm. The uh, awesome. the five finalists uh, – Northwestern and, and my, my man Paige Wofford, he wears big baggy jeans for for a, a, an adult. It's kind of strange, but I love Paige anyways. Uh, Turbo Richard, uh, Josiah Thompson, of course, about to sign with the Gamecocks. Uh, Watson Young. Uh, first of all, Turbo Richard is going to Boston College. Watson Young is going to App State. Josiah is coming uh, to South Carolina. Yep. Watson flipped to Clemson. Oh, that's right. Yep. He flipped, he flipped to, uh, to Clemson. To Clemson. He's Clemson. a da- Daniel kid. I, He'll sorry, probably he, be all ACC. He'll, <laughs> Those uh, Daniel he, kids hit going to Clemson. Um, Avery <laughs> McFadden is going to go play for Sean at Georgia State. And uh, running back Zion Dobson, the fifth finalist out of Hampton County. Not the fifth, but one of the five finalists. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play anywhere? I didn't see a commitment for him. Does anybody I know? I haven't seen anything. I haven't, I haven't seen that either. That school is one of the best stories in the state, though. I think they just combined it a couple years ago and with all this the stuff year. that this was happened in year. Hampton County this year. It was yeah. kind of a rallying point for the community, and he's supposed to be good. I, have to, I haven't heard much about him. I'll yeah, check, I mean, it used to be college. Wade Hampton, for anybody wondering. But, yeah, uh, it was Wade Hampton. They, they combined it with another school down there. I don't know, I don't know uh, which one. Uh, um, yeah, they did. Uh, and now, let's see. Allendale Fairfax is still in existence. It was, was it was it Estel? Pro, I, uh, I think you're right. Was it I Estel? You're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, it was Estel just, and it's just one big Hampton County High School. Mm-hmm. Probably what they need there, to be honest. But well, anyway. I, yeah, and I just thought with all that, we've, all we've that got him in this area. game. Zion's in this game. Well, yeah, right, oh. right. Yeah, I mean, I, he's a, he's a guy, probably maybe a fringe guy who could. Will there be a? I know we got to let you go, Phil. We're we're. Our Phil charges us a hundred dollars for every minute that we go past two o'clock, so we, no. we got to get out of here in a second. But so just keep um, on rambling, Phil. Just keep is, on going. Let's go. Yeah, is, <laughs> is it? Will there be More an sport. array of? Will there be an array of college coaches on the sideline tomorrow? Do you think? Would be a no, couple of no. pop in. It's, it's oh, still, okay. it's still banned. It's still banned. Okay. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Which is a well, disservice. Yeah. Well, they were there. Somebody, they somebody were there call Michigan practice. and figure it out. Yeah. All, any coach, not a uh, not a, a D one FBS coaches, they can't be there. But FCS, Division two, JUCO, those coaches could be there for practice. They don't usually come to the game. They see everything Monday, Tuesday that they want to see. Now tonight, we've got the uh, the combine for juniors and seniors over at Myrtle Beach High School. They're going to do Good. some sprints and some drills, and uh, it's the Joanne Langfit. Uh, scouting combine, you know, basically, is what I call it. So they're bringing in some of the state, and these are invited players, uh, juniors and seniors, uh, rising, uh, yeah, rising juniors who will be seniors and then current seniors. So they'll be putting on over at Myrtle Beach High School starting about five o'clock. So we'll be doing sports talk from the stadium tonight. Uh, Richie Altman, you know Richie, don't you? 
I do. Yeah. Yeah. Richie's going to be part of our broadcast this year because with his new role as director of the coaches association, coach early could no longer do our sideline. So Richie's going to handle that. Yeah. Joanne Langford. Are they related to like Jimbo Langford and Bill Langford and those guys used to play at Myrtle Bay? I don't know. She Uh, has to be the same. She is a, uh, she was, she passed away. Um, it was named for her. She was a, a teacher or administrator over at uh, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach has High. to be has to be the yeah. same person. Yeah. I'll ask Scott about that. Well, Phil, we uh, we can't thank you enough. Uh, I know that we ended up diving into some of your life story, and 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 uh, that's not <laughs> awesome, what you were though. brought on to do. But mm. but we, you know, we 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 first of all, we're kind of all in this together with the with what we're doing with Chief Sports. But we never get to have you on our show. So, uh, you know, sometimes we're just going to take advantage to pick the brains. Anytime. Of the Listen, I was – you. I wanted to say before I leave, I mean, I mean, congratulations to all you guys. I'm so happy that uh, we were able to get together. But, gosh, what you guys have put together is awesome. And, well, listen, we, you know, for me, I've got to – you know, i got to be honest, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong radio guy. And this new era of shows, streaming shows on, on the Internet, you know, that's something that you're teaching an old dog a new trick, uh, more or less, you know, because I'm devoted to the radio side of things. That's That's been me my whole life. Yeah. Uh, so it's this is new, but this is exciting. And God, you guys have just done a fantastic job. Your production elements and the way you run your show, it's fantastic. Well, we really pre- – I thought I was going to be in radio my whole life, but then, you know, we all know how that can go sometimes, right? So, it can go uh, – it you can know. throw you a curve, my brother. We're we're all better off. We'll just put it that way. Um, Phil, we we have that much respect for you. We're always honored to work with you. Uh, th- again, this will of course be airing throughout the state tomorrow, but also right here on the Chief Sports app at uh, noon. So if you're out Christmas shopping, you got it right there. It's in your phone. You can take it in and and listen to some great football. And uh, they'll they'll be on the call uh, tomorrow from noon until about three thirty or so up there in Myrtle Beach, and uh, during halftime, we'll find out who the uh, winner is of this year's Mr. Football in the state of South Carolina. Xavier McLeod run, won it last year. Jalen Sneed before that. Uh, some excellent football players, certainly, in that group. Um, enjoy it, my man. Thank, Thank you, you for all of Thanks, your time. Phil. Thank we'll you, guys. You very soon. Have fun, Thanks for buddy. what you do. Thank Every you. Night, Happy holidays, clock. man. Really appreciate Thank it. you. Same to y'all. Anytime you need me, just holler. Okay. Thanks, all right. Thanks, Phil. We appreciate it. There you go. Phil Cornbluth, 6 o'clock every night. Sports talk here on the. Chief All right, we can't talk. leave yet because I've got the visitors list. Can you run it quickly? Yes. Quickly. Uh, the kid from Louisiana Tech's not coming in. Uh, wide receiver Jared Brown from Coastal. Elijah Green, running back North Carolina. Gerald Kilgore, D back Tennessee Tech. Jaden McGowan, wide receiver from Vanderbilt. Tyler Neville, tight end Harvard. LT Overton, D line. Texas A&M. Don't ask me about his brother. He's not listed here. I have no idea. Maybe he's just coming. Rocket Sanders is on the list. Jerome Simmons is on the list. Uh, unofficially tied in Marshall Pritchett, who they feel pretty good about from 2025 class, also will be on campus at the University of South Carolina tomorrow. Okay. That's a good a great list. way to end it. I had to put, that, I had to stick that in there. Four, yeah. five, seven, ten, eleven. Gamecocks will have 11 commitments this weekend. That's my prediction. 11 for 11. Go, Shane. That's Go a, get him, Shane. That's how many beers I hope to have between now and the time that gets on. Well, you, knowing you, you could probably pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I, like it. I got some errands to run before then. So who oh, okay. Game, 
Gamecocks will play at East Carolina at noon tomorrow as well in college basketball. Trying to uh, get back. We even talk about that. Don't lose. That's my take on that game. Uh, ESPNU will carry it, of course. Derek and Casey will have it. Thanks to Phil Cornblute and uh, thanks to Hale McGranahan and thanks to Mark Sturgis from Missoula, Montana. That was neat. We, y'all, we had a great week. We hope you all have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back at 11 on Monday right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.